Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Screw everybody. How about that? How we doing? Evan and Tiki right here on the fan. I'm happy about one thing. I'm pissed off about 900 other things. I'm happy that Tiki's back. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. I missed you. And now you're involved in a mess. <laughs> Tiki Barber walks through that door, and there's a lot to get to. Now, let me just address this off the top. I lost to Sean Morash in Pickleball. Obviously, you still have your beard, dude. My beard is here. I lost. I feel like I got screwed. More on that later. Okay, we will address it later. We'll go through the video. Not now. Not at that moment. But that's not even the only thing I'm pissed off about. Tiki, you're back and you're involved. Maybe in the middle. I don't know. We're going to find out. In a Jet fan civil war that's going on right now. And I don't like the position I've been put in. So I want to make this clear. I don't think Robert Sala is a good head coach. I don't think Robert Sala is going to be the head coach of this team when and if somehow, some way, they win a Super Bowl. I spent a lot of time last year, Tiki, me and you, destroying Robert Sala. But based on that athletic article from yesterday, mm. I have heard from many of my brethren Jet fans, and their leader in this of all people, is Sean Morash. He's become the leader of this movement that they have to fire Robert Sala now. Come on. It's not going to happen. Of course. It's it's not going to happen. But not only that, Tiki, and this is where I'm so annoyed. Help me out on this. Mm -hmm. Two things can be true, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Sala can be a bad head coach, but he's also their best option. Right now, firing him is not their best option. It doesn't make sense. So what I'm annoyed about, Tiki, is that I'm in this position where I'm, like, defending Robert Sala, (laughs) even though I don't think Robert Sala's good. I just think the idea of firing him today, led by Sean Morash and many Jet fans, is based on fantasy sports lunacy. Well, everybody loves to be the owner the or take ownership from the owner and fire their head coach. We see this in every sport. We see it in every business. We see it everywhere because we don't fully understand what's going on or what the dynamic is. So the issue with Robert Sala is that chaos started to reign and he didn't feel it. 
Like it was just, it was happening. Mm. You knew it was happening. It started, obviously it started in the off season, but this is before Aaron Rodgers got hurt with the dynamic and the, the immediate attention, the inflated expectations, the, the savior syn- uh, syndrome that Aaron Rodgers brought to that, to that team. Uh, and while it felt uniform that everybody liked it, I don't know if everybody liked it. It's just, it's, it's taken the shortcut. I've said this multiple times. It's taken the shortcut to try to get to a Super Bowl championship. Now, can it work? Yeah, maybe, but it's unlikely. And when it all fell apart, things started going erratic, right? The, the rats started coming out of the, the holes and started biting at anything they could uh, get their, their grasp on. They started leaking stuff to the media. They started creating a narrative about players and about coaches and about the entire situation. What does it sound like, Evan? It sounds like dysfunction. Yes, it does. Yes. It's dysfunction. I that, that's that. the definition of it, especially when it comes to sports, when there's not a uniform mantra that, that, that permeates the building. And maybe we speculated about it. Maybe we joked about it. Maybe we you know, yelled and screamed about it. We didn't know. Now we know that it was that way. And so Robert Sala, while he's the head of all that, I don't think that it was, it was him. It, it wasn't his fault, and it's not his, it's not his, I think, curse to be fired because of it. You know what I mean? So well, to me, there is – he needs to do a, a house cleaning himself, mm. right? And I know they were joking yesterday about – or maybe this was even today – he was, wants to go through everybody's phone to see who leaked the stuff about That Zach was in the Wilson. athletic, yeah, that he was so paranoid. Right. And that, that's the key word, that right. he wanted to go through coaches' phones and staffers' phones to find out who's leaking this information. Well, obviously, he didn't. He doesn't trust his staff. Right. Like, he doesn't trust them. And so, I, it's hard to be a head coach. And I'm not saying you fire him, because I, don't, I think he's a good man. But I think he's been undone by dysfunction of this Jet organization. Okay, but I want to hit on that. So here's the key word, ladies and gentlemen, dysfunction. Watch this. Watch this little game. And you can't deny what I'm about to say. The New York Jets right now are dysfunctional, right? We all have our common ground. They're a dysfunctional mm-hmm. franchise. You know what would make them more dysfunctional? Firing a head coach. Firing. Trying to find, find another one. Firing their head coach. Saw, as we clearly saw yes. this offseason, there aren't a ton of yeah. quality head firing coaches out there. Firing their head coach on February 1st. Like, let's play this game out. Like, it is real damn easy to be on social media, Jet fans, and follow your new leader, Big Sean Morash, overrated pickleball player, but wonderful guy who doesn't have your best interest at heart. Like, remember that. Are you describing Salah or me? You! You don't have their best interest at heart. Because it's dysfunctional now. And it is, and I admit that. But what would make it more dysfunctional is firing this head coach right now. When no one's going to want the job. Like, seriously, imagine a world where it comes out today. Loogie plays the glass. Breaking news. Robert Sala's been fired. Right? Just comes out. He hasn't really been fired. That So if you just tuned in, it has, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> That's Evan, right. Evan's making an example. Thank now what? <laughs> Thank you. He's been fired. Our reactions after the moment of shock would be, what a mess. <laughs> what a dysfunctional organization. And so... That is not the better result. Like, right now, the Jets, unfortunately, maybe like our election in a few months, there isn't really a good option. But you got to pick your best option. And at this moment, the best option for the New York Jets is for Robert Sala to be the guy and figure it out. And if he doesn't figure it out, then he's gone. 
But the other options, such as let's fire Sala and find a new head coach. We'll get more to that in a minute. That's flawed. And then the other option that I hear, and I used to hear this about the Nets too, usually comes from people that don't root for the team, blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Get rid of everybody. It's okay. easy to say blow it up yeah. when, it, when you have no stake in it. Exactly. And that's what, by, by the way, let me just say this to all of you people out there who told me to blow it up a year ago. They did it. And where am I now? So shut your mouths. Okay? You got what you wanted. You told me. Blow it up. Blow it up. They did blow it up. Now what? So when you tell me to blow it up, understand that I'm standing there, as is every other Jet fan, with the remnants of what happens. Understand that. Yes. Because I was in Brooklyn last night after they blew it up. And I'll be at Florham Park as a Jet fan after they blow it up that some people think is the best idea. Blow it up to what? So you got three options, and I'm sorry for screaming. I'm very pissed off today. I feel like I got hosed by him in pickleball, <laughs> and I'm annoyed about this Jet stuff. Let right? it go, bro. I'm going to try. Let me just ver- try to calm down when I say this. You blow it all up. We all agree that's stupid. You try to replace Robert Sala when no one's going to want this job? That's stupid. Now what? So the best option is to run it back. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win. That doesn't mean I think it's going to work. But what gives you the best chance? And that's what you need to do. Yeah. And I, it's hard for me to disagree with that. Thank like I, and I'm biased in some ways because I like Robert Sala. I like Nate Hackett. We all know this. I love Nate Hackett. Saying it for uh, since he got here. But you also realize that something has to change. And... I'm not privy to the insides to specifically say this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change, but something has to change with this organization. And maybe it's it's Robert Johnson. Uh, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. Well, maybe Robert is his weird name. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's Woody Johnson. No, I'm thinking of the hospital. <laughs> so Woody Johnson needs to like speak and be heard within his building. Now, I don't know how much he's around. I know he doesn't live in this area full time. He's likely down in Florida and likely has his 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 pulse on what's happening, but he's not there. And so if you want something to be successful, you have to be there. If you are in your mind, even if it's simply there, a great leader, you have to be there. You can't let this dysfunction continue. And so things need to change. I don't know specifically what it is, but something has to move with the Jets. Otherwise, the same cycle that we've seen for 20, 30, 40 years, it's just going to keep happening over and over and over again. Oh, we get some good stuff. Oh, we got a, we got a couple of good seasons. Oh, we got some good signings. Oh, we, we had a good draft. But the dysfunction always creeps in when there's a void in leadership. Robert, That's what it comes down. Robert Wood Johnson the fourth, ladies and gentlemen. I, I knew it was. Right. <laughs> you were right. Of course, I was right. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm sorry. I think that this is becoming so muddled and so uncomfortable. What? Look, I get it. Sal's a great guy. I'd even go as far as to say Joe Douglas should have his ass out of here too, because you probably that makes it more dysfunctional having him hire another head coach. That being said. He's paranoid taking away the cell phones. He's going around begging people to listen to him about what happens when you lose your quarterback. When we have evidence, by the way, that you can stay afloat when you lose your quarterback. If you you have a good backup. If you have a good backup, which goes back to this. But this is not that foreign. If this would have happened three or four weeks ago when Woody Johnson made the decision, nobody would have said it was dysfunction. We would have said it was the right move. Guess what? There was a year where the Colts waited around forever for Josh McDaniels to take the job, and he backed out, and they ended up hiring Frank Reich, who I know has since gone. But the Colts that following year or two weren't necessarily dysfunctional. Whatever dysfunction they had still came from Jim Irsay. 
When the Eagles waited seemingly forever to fire Doug Peterson, they hired Nick Sirianni, who was so stunned to even get an interview, he didn't even have interview <laughs> clothes. That only happened, by the way, in a week's, week ago time. They are not that far behind the clock. This should have been a major wake-up call because you could scream and yell about how dysfunctional it looks. You know what's more dysfunctional? Running this back next no, no, year no, no, no. and, and wasting not, the investment of Aaron Rodgers. I am not going to scream and yell. I'm going to try to sedate myself right now. And I'm going to very, very calmly try to say this, Tiki. And you tell me if mm-hmm. I'm right, okay? You can be the judge. This job sucks. No one's going to want it. Aaron Rodgers is coming off an Achilles, and he's 40, and it's a make-or-break year for this group. Whoever takes that job is going to know that. Ben Johnson already decided, I don't want to take the Washington job. He's not going to rearrange his decisions and take the Jet job. And by the way, no offense to Ben Johnson, I wouldn't even want him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want a first-time coach. And so you can think Mike Vrabel. You can even have that fantasy, and it is a fantasy about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is not coaching the Jets. Get it out of everybody's mouth. And everybody's brain. Ever. He's never Evan. coaching the Jets. Evan. Ever. Forget Bill so Belichick, So who's man. coaching the team once you the, get the blood that you I, want? I, I like Mike Johnson. Here's the thing. Well, t- you, here's the thing, Ev. Ev and yes. Hold on a second, Sean. I'll take it. Yes. You can get someone to coach the team. No one's going to turn down, or at least someone will not turn down, whatever it is, $5 million a year. Someone. To to. Exactly. To coach it. You can get somebody. Yeah, they can get me to, to coach the team, but that doesn't, that's exactly. not good. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the, uh, the harbinger of great things to come. Because whoever you hire, if you fired Robert Sala right now, you would be convincing yourself it was the right thing to do. And I know the cliche because we've heard it a million times. Oh, it's addition by subtraction. Get rid of that dysfunction. It's Robert Sala's fault. Let's blame him. But the problem is when you take all of the nonsense and you bundle it up, like you take all your trash and you bundle it up into this one tight bowl, and then you stick it to one person and then throw that person away, you didn't actually get rid of the trash. Right. Right? You just got rid of the, the head, and it doesn't, it, 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 the dysfunction is still going to be there. Right? You can't reset and fire the entire staff, so half of those people are going to still be there. And guess what? Some of those people are probably the problem. And they're going to say, look, I got rewarded for being an ass to my head coach because I'm still here and he's gone. And so, like, this is what we talk about when we talk about culture. And and by the way, the Giants aren't, you know, clear of this either because they have some issues, which we'll get to later on. But the Jets right now, they have to take a stand and stand up for who they actually are. We know who Robert is as a person. We we know he hasn't proven himself as a coach. But organizationally, something has to change. And my problem with the Jets is I think they think it's okay. I think they're saying to themselves, it'll be all right. Well, well yeah, because be I fine. think they feel Aaron Rodgers right. fixes everything. Once we, once we get back into football, right. we'll be okay. Why? Because Aaron's, Aaron's going to save us. See, you're right about a lot of what you're saying. And that's why when we get to next season, and obviously we have a long offseason to see what additions they make, I can't imagine I'm sitting here in September with confidence. I can't imagine it's I'll not be... a repeat of last offseason. No, and by the way, even last offseason, what was my confidence? They'd be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They'd get to the championship game. They'd get to the divisional round. I don't know what the hell my confidence was. But what gives you the best chance to win? And that's the thing you got to ask yourself. And once you realize that this is completely failed, and maybe at the end of the season we'll be there. It'll be so obvious at the end of the season that this did not work, that the idea of blowing it up becomes the only solution. We're not there yet Mm -hmm. because we never saw this work yet. 
We never saw it have an opportunity to work. So what I like about running it back, despite my concerns and the concerns you laid out and the hope that things change, is that while there's a lot of concerns to it, it's their best hope. It's their only hope. Mm -hmm. Because the idea of changing the head coach and hiring your words, someone will take the job. Someone. Like, I don't know, the guy I live down the block from will say, I coach peewee football. I'll take the job. That doesn't give them the best option to win. And all I want, Sean, you don't know it, is I just want to win. Yeah. So that's where I come from. I come from a place of what gives this stupid franchise and I, that I hate. I love hate them at the same time. What gives them the best chance to win? And sickly, it's actually this. It doesn't, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, there's plenty of radio debates, and we will have a million in the years to come, I hope. I, I can't back down on this. Dude, the idea that you're just so willing to say this job's not appealing, I'm sorry. I think that's narrow-minded. We talked about Ben Johnson refusing the commander job. Here's the deal, man. When you get hired as a new head coach, there's very few Harbaugh's get placed with Justin Herbert in the Chargers. Usually, a job that opens up opens up because the team has massively failed, and the likelihood is they don't have a quarterback in place, and you're probably going to start that trajectory upward again. You get the benefit, if you're a coach, of coming in here and going, I don't have to worry about that position in my first year, and I can figure out what the hell I'm doing with this team yeah, but, and worry about that. You get but, almost a free year. No, Sean, it's so much more complicated than that. I think Aaron Rodgers, to be honest, is the least of the issue. Like, his health, his future, that's the that's the smallest of the issue. Which should make it appealing, shouldn't it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about the culture of this team. I'm talking about the repeated instances of things just not being handled the right way. And we always talk about this, how hard it is to be and play and coach and exist, succeed in New York. It's because there are leaks everywhere. Everywhere. Right? right? And... You're never in a solid ship. There's always something you know, kind of leaking in. Bad job by yeah, me. We'll, we'll, we'll fix that one later. Uh, yeah, well, don't worry about that right now. We'll, we got to worry about this other one on the other side. Uh, you know what? We got those two. You know, forget those two for now. We got to fix this problem. Like it's it's. There's so many problems because there's so many people poking holes in 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 an organization in New York. That's why it's hard to play here. It's not because. Oh, I feel the pressure and got all these fans and the and it's not that. It's just once something goes wrong, people start just vulturing you. Yeah. And right now the Jets are getting vultured. And if you get rid of their only at least my thinking, I'm with Evan on this, the only chance to stabilize that this year, forget next year. They're worth three games. If they if they reset and blow it all up, as Evan was saying, they're winning three games next year. I don't care who Aaron Rodgers is at quarterback or who he has. This you can't let the dysfunction win, we, and that's what's happening. We are engaging in a jet fan civil war. So pick your side. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We'll get to your calls next. We've got maybe undeniable proof that the New York Jets are pissed off at Robert Sala. And I will address how I handled last night, because I closed the show yesterday, Tiki, Mm -hmm. by explaining what I thought I was going to do when Kevin Durant was announced at Barclays Center. I was on a little date with my wife in Brooklyn, and I will tell you what happened and how I reacted. Very quickly, I'm not going to bore you with it. I'll give you a couple of minutes on it. The Nets still in the league. But right now, we're engaged in a jet civil war. What side are you on? Got a very busy day today, and uh, right around two hours, the return of Bad Tiki, who joins us every Thursday at 4.30. So good Tiki's back, Bad Tiki's back. We got Tiki squared, a lot of Tiki's today here on the show. And we will address 
the travesty that was Sean Morash defeating me in pickleball in a one-point game that came down to the final possession or the final hit, whatever the hell you want to call it, <laughs> and all the controversy that followed it because, quite frankly, I got screwed. But more on that later. I'm not going to waste your time on that now. And we'll get into, obviously, Durant's return from last night and what I did. Did I cry or did I not cry? Tell me if this means something. Are you ready? Go ahead. It has been picked up by many a jet sleuth on social media that yesterday, the day of Robert Salo's birthday, <laughs> the New York Jets' Twitter account did not wish him a happy birthday, something they had done for 12 consecutive years, no matter who the coach was. They would wish that coach, Salo included the last couple of years, a happy birthday. And yesterday, January 31st, same birthday as my brother-in-law. Same birthday as Craig Carton. I spoke to Robert Sala last night. That's right. They're birthday boys. The Jets did not say happy birthday on social media. Is that a thing? Mm, I don't think it is. <laughs> I mean, there's likely someone in charge of that. 12 years in a row, T. I know, but there's likely someone in charge. I don't know what the, the structure of their social media department is. Maybe someone was on vacation or got fired or, I don't know, didn't program the... Because they obviously pre-programmed that stuff. Yeah. Right? They I forgot what it's called. What's it called? Scheduling. 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 They scheduled it. Yeah. Um, and, or someone just forgot. I don't know. It's interesting. So your theory is it's nothing someone just forgot. You want my theory? Because I got one. If you read the Athletic article yesterday, and we tried to summarize what I thought was interesting, what anyone thought was interesting, if you didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. There's no way it was intentional, by the way. Okay. I think it was, and I'll tell you why. If, okay. One of the things... You're like, okay, fine. I love the yeah, okay. <laughs> well, hear me out. Because yeah. you're going to buy what I'm about to say. Trust me. Sometimes I come up with good stuff. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. Other times I don't. Other times I get screwed in pickleball. Uh, in the article, Woody Johnson is portrayed as someone that is very sensitive to what people say on social media. Okay. Okay, that's in the article. As Woody reads what Jet fans say about the organization and will sometimes actually bring it to Robert Sala, which I think we'd all agree is a stupid, stupid mistake. Mm. It's so, social media. I agree. But that's what was reported. Right. So I think Woody Johnson told the social media team, I don't need the smart-ass comments no. if you wish Robert a happy birthday. No chance. So I'm putting the kibosh on the happy birthday. Well, I got to tell you something. Yes. This is, this, is, this is a realization that I'm coming to right now. Go ahead. If Woody Johnson is taking the pulse of the fan by what he reads on social media. Yeah. You're lost, man. <laughs> no kidding. Your organization is done. <laughs> it's lo- It's over. It's because, over. Watch. It's been over right. for a while. Because social media is less than a quarter, maybe significantly less than a quarter of our population. And even those that are on it, 60% of them don't do anything other than look. Right. They're just there to observe. Right. They're voyeurs peeking in trying to understand something that they don't and maybe developing an emotional reaction but not actually participating. So if if Wood, Robert Woody Johnson <laughs> believes that social media is what his fans actually believe, he's got a bigger problem than we all know. Well, and I'm you know just who, telling you. And you know who's got the bigger problem than Woody? We do as Jet fans because he owns the Jets and he ain't going anywhere. 877-337-6666. Leonard in Rockland County. Good afternoon, Leonard. How you doing, Nevin? How you doing? I'm doing great. So just on your point regarding Robert Sala, I don't think that's I, – I agree with, more with Sean. I, I think that uh, um, it's more dysfunctional to stay with, 
to, to, to stay with this uh, head coach because um, it's, if you think that he's that he's not he's, he's not going to be good, I, I think that it's, you just blow 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 Vrabel out of the park. Give ten million dollars. He's year. not taking it though. Like, do you think Mike Vrabel, who can sit there next year and basically get his pick of the litter? At right. least that's an assumption I'm making because he's young enough. He's yeah. not like Belichick, where he's seventy. He's going to be seventy three or next year, or seventy two, seventy three next year. Yeah. You think he's Mike gonna, younger than me. You think he's going to just take the jet job because they offered him a lot of money knowing if things end badly, he could be gone after one year or two? Like, why would he want the job? So if it's not Vrabel, you'll get somebody else. No, but that, no, no, no. Leonard, Leonard, see, here's my problem with you, not personally, with what you're saying. I get too much of this. Ah, go get somebody else. It's a, You know how hard it is? You know what it does to your organization when you change coaches that frequently? You just it, – it, it makes you – unappealing it makes you it feel desperate this is why the giants i think are committed despite the horrible season that the giants had this year to dave's for two more seasons even though the report that came out yesterday about the lame duck status is a little bit concerning Mm. in regards to hiring a defensive coordinator but the giants couldn't keep firing coaches after two years you just can't keep doing that well, yes, I think the instability of a franchise is a big turnoff, but I think the other big turnoff is that this situation you're coming into is a setup-to-fail situation. Like, yes, as a fan, I'm going to hope and cross my fingers and think, ah, Aaron Rodgers is healthy, everything's going to work out, and maybe I get my miracle, and we as Jet fans are celebrating a year from now. But the odds are it will end badly. So how do you think you're getting a great candidate? And the fact that our last caller basically says, will you get somebody? I don't want somebody. Yeah. Like, that's what we're settling for. Like, just anybody but Salah. Just get me anybody. It doesn't matter whom. Is that really the strategy? Does that really give you a better chance My to win? Well, is the strategy. He's not. Can you yeah, tell him he's I, not coming I, here, please? I think, I think what you're missing, Sean, is that this job is not going to be appealing to Mike Vrabel. Like, he has a specific... His personality is unique, Vrabes. He's, he's a very, um, I don't know, like, pa- not passive. That's the wrong word. I can't even describe it. But he, he almost doesn't give you anything. Mike Vrabel? Yeah. Like, he, like, when you go sit in a room and have a conversation with him, he is deadpan. He is straightforward. He's deep. Like, so you know he's thinking, but he's not He's not expressive. But that's to us. Probably to his players, he's like a maniac, right? Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to tell. He's a unique coach to cover because he doesn't give you a ton. Mm. Now, I've hung out with him outside of coaching environments because when Rondé went in the Hall of Fame last year and all these parties and everything that was going on around the Super Bowl, Vrabes came to one of the parties and having some beers. He's just like a dude, just a guy. But when he's in a coaching mode, it's a different animal. And he's not going to go into something, to your point of, where – He's at a disadvantage. Just why I think he's not in Tennessee anymore. Because he felt like he was at a disadvantage with power leaving him. Right? It was going towards the new general manager, Rand Carthon. Like, they wanted to give di- divide that power. And it, it just, I don't know, it unsettled him. So to come here with the situation that is the Jets right now, it would be more than unsettling. Let me try I just to don't give... think it makes sense. No, it given, doesn't make given his personality specifically. Well, it doesn't make sense for him. Sean, I'm gonna try to give you a comparison that'll hit home for you. You ready for this? Okay. So you're in high school. 
All right? You're a little overweight. You know, you're you. You're Sean. You know, not athletic. Lucky when you win pickleball games, the whole thing. Pickleball didn't exist. And <laughs> that's true. And you have a girlfriend, right? You have a nice girlfriend. Okay. And you're like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Because you're just a pig in high school. You're just disgusting. I'm going to dump her, and it's easy. I'm just going to go get the prom queen. Simple. <laughs> She's going to, of course, I'm just going to offer something amazing. I have this really nice car that my dad has. He's going to let me borrow it. So, of course, she's going to come hang out with me, and we're going to become boyfriend and girlfriend. You're living in a fantasy world. She doesn't want you. You're overweight. You smell. Mm. She doesn't want to not only be in your car. She doesn't want to look at you. And I hate to say this, but I'm calling it like it is. Right now, that's the Jets. I don't think Mike Vrabel, who's going to be the hottest coaching candidate next year and get his pick of the litter, is going to find you, Sean, sweating and smelling Mm. and love handles falling out of your shirt. I don't think he's going to find you appealing. Guess what? If smelly, fatty, Shawnee had, let's say... Eight to ten million dollars a year to throw you, and also said you could be my mommy as well. Although the general manager too, I bet you I could entice him. My point is, make him say no. Make the call. Do all of that. And Evan, you want to go one further? You love driving to Disney with fifteen people, <laughs> all right? And a dog. And a dog. If you came outside, right? It was two days before you trip, and your tire pressure light kept coming on. And you are fifteen minutes from leaving on this trip, and you spot a big nail in your tire. Are you pulling that car out of the driveway and driving down to Florida with the nail on the tire? You're going to get that tire fixed. Mm. What are you going to do? I don't know how that analogy applies. Because I'm about to explain to you. Oh. What do you do? It depends. <laughs> you attempt to drive to Florida with the nail on the tire? I mean, I'm in a rush. I got to get there. Robert I don't have time. Sala coaching this team is the nail on the tire that you've already spotted. You're going to have a blowout. Avoid the blowout. Fix it now, even if it takes you off course for a, you know a month. The The... Kind of realization I've come to, though, is that this is it. Like, this season upcoming for the Jets is your all-in year. So I'm not drafting a quarterback. More on that in the next couple days and weeks. I'm all in. And if things are bad, if things fail, there's a really good chance I'm going to sit here with you and say, get rid of everybody. And Mm -hmm. I'll be in blow-it-up territory. So eventually, yeah, I may get rid of everybody. I just don't think that's the right decision on February 1st. But, but I don't think that gets you Evan, closer to driving to Disney World, Ev- Sean. Evan, you're the 40-year-old Jet fan. What do you say to the 76-year-old Jet fan where the clock is ticking and they don't want to waste this year with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no, no, I don't the think, Jets killed Carl. But, but see, you're looking at it wrong. I'm not wasting this year. Here's the reality about the Jets in 2024. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, Tiki, but it's the reality. This is their best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. In fact, I'd argue it's their best chance to win a Super Bowl for as long as I've existed. Well, it's their it's their easy chance. And I don't mean that in an easy in like a, they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and but it's the easy path to winning a Super Bowl. There's a more realistic path to winning the Super Bowl in 2024 than any other year I've existed with maybe the exception of 98-99. Like it's a short list. I don't even think I felt that way in 9 and 10. And so, to the 70-year-old Jet fan, I say, we're giving it our best shot. And if it fails, yeah, okay. No regrets, bro. And honestly, like, that's the thing. you got to live with no regrets. I, I would have no regrets right. about it. Honestly, I think the 76-year-old fan, I don't know why we're aging people right now. But well, the, the, the point, the, the point the is. The fan you know. who hasn't seen success in a long time is more interested in the success Right, being a relevant team, then oh, we got to get a Super Bowl. I need this. Isn't the Cowboys? This isn't. I need to win a Super Bowl before I die. No, I know. I think more, I think more Jet fans are in the just 
let's be a part of the conversation. Think about the Knicks. The Knicks are the perfect example. How many years were we like, ah, the Knicks are just, God, they're just, they're not, why are we even talking about them? We know they're not going to be here. They're not getting to the postseason. And then slowly, over the last couple of years. You build and build and build. You, you just build. You beat this piece. You get this 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 second team All-NBA guy. You go trade for a star in Jalen Brunson. You get, you know, some more Villanova pieces. And all of a sudden, it's like the, the Knicks are in the conversation. The Knicks are back. Just, they're not going to necessarily win a championship. Well, they're not. But, you know that. I, yeah, but what, that doesn't even matter, though. That's not oh. my point, Evan. Like, my Sorry. point is that. You care that they're having success? Hell, they're fourteen and two in January. Fourteen and two. Dude. Yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, we, think, yeah, we don't think make about, about the Knicks. What was the last time you thought the Knicks were going to be that in, a, in any month? Nah, they've been great. Right? 90, so, Ninety-four to less. Than but the 140 did they years. do it by going to get Aaron Rodgers or whoever that would be? No, no they did it by slowly building the thing. But, and yeah, there were frustrations. Yeah, there. God, I can't believe the Hawks kicked their ass like that. Are you kidding me? The Jimmy Butler led Miami Heat, who couldn't get out of their own damn way and almost didn't even get out of the play-in, right? They beat us. Uh, yeah, there were frustrations, but you were in the conversation. I think the Jet fan just wants to be in the conversation. And if they think Super Bowl before the conversation, you're fooling yourself. It doesn't work that uh, way. I've so, been fooled many times. By the way, that was really strong. Also, that sound you hear was Tiki wishing he was in yesterday's Open. <laughs> On top of that. He has no idea what we talked no, about but yesterday. That was, Let's go yesterday. <laughs> uh, I was emceeing a conference for United here, for Alice. Damn right. Whatever we think of the man is irrelevant to this. The Jets are going to kick off a football on September whatever with the 32nd ranked head coach. And I don't care who you – you can tell me you don't care who you hire. If you get the 31st or 30th head coach, it's a better head coach, and that gives you a better opportunity to be relevant. James is in North Arlington. How are you, James? Oh, hi. Thanks for calling on me, uh, uh, yeah. Antiki. So, up, uh I, I, as a 69-year-old, I, I guess I've been around for a long time with the Jets. And as a fan and a member of the media, I have a pretty good perspective. And, I mean, I've called many times, and, and I understand uh, Evan's point. I course, he wants to see a winner. But I, I can see Tiki is very clear on dysfunctionality. And I, and I guess no matter what you do in life, and I, and I guess Tiki, who has been very successful, he really understands dysfunctionality because, you know, even as a player, he overcame that, and right. maybe that's one of the best things that you can have in life is understanding something and then being able to um, fix it. Right. And the Jets, unfortunately, are ultimately probably show some of the biggest signs of that maybe in the history of any organized sport. And I think if we go back to, like, Joe Namath, but not so much him as a player, but the fact that they really never truly wanted to embrace him, <laughs> it's kind of sad because... You know, it's, I guess he wasn't. A I, 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 James, I love you. I don't want to talk about Joe Namath. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I just don't. Like I have started to resent Joe Namath because that's because all he's we always, got. Because he's always referenced. Yeah, and I'm I'm done. Like it's I love Joe. I respect Joe. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yes, Tiki identifies that the Jets are a dysfunctional mess. But would you agree if they fired their head coach today, they'd be a bigger dysfunctional mess? Of course they would, because it, w- there's no solution. It's like the simple response to, all right, let's fire, fire Robert Sala is, okay, and then what? And then what? That's the biggest problem. John is in Bergen County. Hey, John. Uh, yeah, that is probably the biggest problem if they fire him. I have a few things, guys. You know what? The, the, the best thing is let Rogers run the team. <laughs> That's how we're going to win. Well, you know what? He already I, is. I mean, let's face it. Like, Aaron Rodgers is running the team, and I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. As much as you may not like that, as much as that may not feel good to you, 
Ask yourself this. If you're a Jet fan or a non-Jet fan, who do you trust more to win? Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, or yeah. Aaron Rodgers? I trust Aaron Rodgers more. Yeah. I do. He, so the challenge is, like, what we're talking about or even speculating is going on, even if it's not officially going on, is that Aaron Rodgers, as some executive, makes sense. And I don't know in any sport where that ever has made sense. Maybe with LeBron James. Maybe. No. At times it has. At times right. it hasn't. Exactly. But is he really an executive? No, but it does feel like he's made a lot of decisions, right, for his for the teams he's yeah, been Yeah, but on. the decisions that didn't work with Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Alan Lazard or Nate Hackett, happened because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Like, we didn't yeah, see Nate Hackett run his oh, offense with Aaron Rodgers. I agree. So I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm saying it actually could be a great thing. We just have no precedent for it. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Hey, Steve. What's going on, boys? What's up? Perfect guy, Pete Carroll. How's he not better? I, don't, I mean, that's a, it's actually a good Perfect. one. I got to hand it to him. Four-team window. Yeah. He's, uh, guys run through walls for him. And you know why? Um, you know why I say it's perfect? Like you actually came up with one where I'd say, "Okay, you got me." Mm-hmm. I think Pete Carroll's desperate. Like you just hit on it because I think Pete Carroll, and it's unfair and it's wrong, yeah. is not getting another head coaching job because of his age. Like that's just the reality. Yeah, and he's a damn good head coach. And so if you found out that Pete Carroll had interest, I then I would be willing to say, "Okay, fine." <laughs> I would be. That's a good. I, I admit that. Yeah, that is a good one. That's I don't think Mike Vrabel fits that, but I think Pete Carroll does. And by well, how about full circle for Pete? He coached the Jets huh? rather briefly for a year. Dave in Maplewood, New Jersey. Hey, Dave. Hey guys, how are you? Uh, God, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta. I don't really understand your point of view, Evan. As a frustrated longtime Jets fan, okay. You, you know. I got it. You know, it's not going to work. And as Tiki said, this is a cultural problem. And you don't have a shot of winning anything if you have a culture that's right. So, what's your cool. solution? Right. Well, what's your well, solution? I'm just curious. I'll, I'll tell you. I would definitely reach out to Pete Carroll, reach out to Mike Vrabel. But the thing is, it's not, they're not taking the job. Not, nobody's taking the job if they say, you can be the head coach, but Aaron Rodgers gets to make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. The first thing they would say is, yeah, I'm bringing my own offensive coordinator. You know, Aaron's yeah. got to play by my rules, right. and that's non-negotiable. Right. And if Woody can't live with that, we're not hiring. And him. that's the problem, honestly, Dave. You you just hit on right. it. That's the biggest right. issue yeah. with the Jets right now. Is but, that you are? I, I mean, I don't know what the cap implications are, but effectively, you're stuck. Like, you talking about with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, with Aaron. Oh, and there's no other option. And it's not like a bad thing, but if someone comes in and says, "Yeah, Aaron's not really my deal," I don't, I don't. I, I, he's, he's not what I'm, I see as my uh, road to success. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Then they, you can't take the job. I wouldn't hire him. I agree. Like, if I spoke to somebody and they said, I don't want him, I want to blow it up, yeah, I don't want to okay. blow it up. I don't think that makes sense right now. So, but see, here, what comes first then? Are you firing Robert Sala and then searching? Or are you having these conversations no, and I then think, firing Robert look, Sala? I think Pete Carroll. And that's give, just not fair. I give our last caller two callers ago credit. I think Pete Carroll fits the description of someone desperate enough to say, F it, I'll take the job. I'll do whatever it takes because I want to coach. That's a stereotype I have of Pete. And the reason I have that is because Pete looked devastated when he was not the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. We watched that press conference. Outside of that, no, I'm not. Because I think that you have to run this back, see what happens. And if it's a disaster, you blow the whole thing up. Like, I'm not saying you can't do that next year. The idea of doing that this year is lunacy. 
Like, blowing something up before you actually see it happen? Like, how could you ever live with that? Like, you have to at least see it. Yeah. Once it fails, if it fails, and I use the word if, even though I don't, I'm not confident about it, but if it fails, then yeah, of course you blow the whole thing up. But as of right now in this moment, other than just being angry and saying, I don't like Salah, and he's paranoid, and I just want my blood, there really isn't a plan that gets you closer. I give him that. Pete Carroll one's a good one. But outside of that, there isn't one. And you got to keep that in mind. Charlie's in Montclair. Hey, Charlie. Hey, how's it going, guys? I, uh, kind of, I think I agree with, with both of you in a sense. You know, I think that <laughs> Salah, they, they deserve a chance to, to run it back. And I think the problem is more of a, of a culture issue. But I, I think a lot of it has to fall on the blame of, of Woody Johnson. I mean, how many, you know, whether it be Idzik or McCagman or Adam Gase or whoever, you know, how, if, if, if every fruit from the tree is rotten, some, you know, the problem is the tree. Right. I think, uh, you know, that's a good one. I like that. I, I, I like that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's uh, as a Mets fan, obviously, I, I realize that the Wilpons are a big problem. And now, at least with, with Cohen, there's there's optimism that, you know, the, you know, even if they are bad for a couple of years, there's the incentive to, to get good quickly. And I think with the Jets, I, you know, it's just a certain thing where, you know, Year after year, it's the same problem. And every two, so, three years, as a new coach, new GM. You know, I, agree, I agree with you that Woody's the problem, but let's address this head on. Ownership doesn't change unless they wake up one morning and decide to sell. And we could spend time on the radio saying, please sell, please sell, please sell. But ultimately, it usually doesn't happen. You know, when we got the gift from the gods that the Wilpons were selling, that news, by the way, came from Tiki Barber himself, <laughs> we were all stunned. And yes, I think it's turned out to be the right thing, despite some anger from Met fans today. So I think when you have a bad owner, there are two ways to get out of it. One is the miracle of them selling. That's not going to happen. Nope. James Dolan didn't sell as much as Nick fans wanted them to sell, right? Woody Johnson's not going to sell as much as Jet fans want them to sell. But how do you get out of it? The Knicks have gotten out of it. How did they get out of it? And this is what a discussion from a year and now is going to sound like. I'll give you a little preview if things are a disaster. Woody needs to bring in... A proven man who has a track or woman or tr- with a track record of winning and hand the keys to the franchise to that person. Years and years ago, that person was Bill Parcells. And while he was here, he turned the whole damn thing around. Right now, for the New York Knicks, it was Leon Rose. Yeah. And we didn't know it at the time yeah. because what is what was Leon's track record other than being an agent? Nothing. But and, that's... and he was quiet about it. Like we, we, we implored him to just tell us something. Right. He never spoke. But ultimately, they hired the right person. Right. So I know that a year from now, if we're back in that position of they got to blow it up, they got to blow it up, it's not going to be sell the team, even though we'll say it because – I ain't going to make a difference because it's not going to happen unless you wake up one morning and decide to sell it. It's going to be you need to hire the right person. And for many, many years, the Jets haven't. You know, the jury is still sort of out on Joe Douglas because he's done a lot of good, but he's done a lot of bad. But ultimately, you got to find that right person. But that's for next year. For this year, it's one more shot with this group. And if it fails, it fails. And if it works, I can't imagine it working. But yeah, if it works, the, the we're un- happy. The unfortunate thing is that's the only thing that makes sense. Thank you. It's the only thing that makes sense. You see that, Sean? I'm Fire, the only firing, thing that makes firing sense. Firing emotionally will make people feel good. Oh, exactly. we've got to get rid of that. It's all done, but it doesn't make any sense. It yeah. makes it makes you feel good, 
Maybe. Some of you as Jet fans. To one night stand, Tink. Exactly. That's what it is. You will regret it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bad Tiki will join the program in about an hour and a half. And we will address uh, our big pickleball game that ended in a loss for me and a victory for Sean. But last night, Kevin Durant came back. You may have seen this. I did. And me and my wife went out for a beautiful dinner with the Patsy's Pizzeria near Barclays Center. Oh, nice. Beautiful dinner. Walked into that arena, and I sat down. And you got vintage KD. Yeah, well, forget that. <laughs> and my wife says to me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when they say his name? And I said, I don't know. Like, I said on the air late in the show, I think I'm going to cheer him because Kevin Durant wanted to come here. He gave me a lot of joy when he did decide to come here. He gave me a lot of joy when he played. He was an all-time great player, and he always tried to play. Yeah. You know, he missed time due to injuries, but he tried to play. My disappointment with him is that he quit. Is that when the going got tough and Kyrie didn't want to be here anymore, Kevin Durant couldn't wait to say, get me the hell out of here. And that pisses me off. So I'm mixed, and I'm sitting there, and they did a video, which I know is being ridiculed, mm-hmm. but they did do a very, qu- very quick video. Was it I good? Mean, it was so quick, dude. It was like, basically like his quick, tenure. Quick, like like eight shots, like three shots. I mean, it was <laughs> stuff in the community, a couple of moments on the floor, and then before you know it, they announced him as a starting lineup member. And I did nothing. I literally froze. I did not cheer. I did not boo. Now, most of the crowd was cheering. I admit that. Some of the crowd was booing. And I found myself with a stomach ache. I admit, uh-huh. like there were some butterflies, and I was silent. Was that an oh a stomach ache because you were nervous? Yeah, well, nervous and like I thought you were making an indictment on Patsy's. <laughs> no, I had nothing to do with Patsy's. The food was great. Of course it is. A little bolognese. It was fantastic. It's bolognese. 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 Whatever. Bolognese. You know what it is. I ate it. It was very good. I think that I got emotional because I'm hurt. Uh-huh. Like ultimately, I'm pissed off. The guy Still? was. Yeah, well, seeing him come back is like the closure you need for it. Yeah. See, I don't think you guys understand this, and I want to explain this in a way that maybe you'll say, okay, I get it. The best moment maybe I've had as a fan, and this is going to sound really, really pathetic, the best moment I think I had as a fan was him coming here. Like, literally the announcement. June 30th, 2019. How long have you been a fan? My entire life. I mean, I saw them go to back-to-back serious? NBA Finals. Yeah. And Kevin Durant coming to the net yes. was more moving 
than them going to the final. It's different. It's different, but it's up there, okay? Yeah. And here's why. Because I think you need the, for, the context for it. Go ahead. I have been told my entire life from people at this radio station, from people in my life, from people on social media, that your team doesn't matter. Mm. And the idea of a great player coming to that team is a joke. Yeah. The Nets still in the league. Okay. So we when, drop for it. So when the greatest players of them all decided, I want to come to Brooklyn, when other fans wanted them as well, it was like this vindicating moment. Well, just say it. He came to New York, but he didn't go to the Knicks. Yeah. Well, he picked the Nets over the Knicks. Well, that's what I'm saying. Specifically, though. I mean, I just yeah. described that. No, and you were so, right to be excited. I said to a buddy of mine, AJ, he's a good guy, and he's a good Knicks fan, and I feel bad about this. I said to AJ, my best moment with Kevin Durant involved him hmm. because that night when I, I'm still bad, have since then, I shouldn't have done that. I tasted those tears. I was like, oh, how does it feel? We got him. And that was part of the joy. Part of the joy was we got him and you didn't. Respect that, by the way, as a Nick fan. That's how much you matter to me. And then, yeah, he played and he was great and we had some good moments. Game five against the Bucs was like a religious experience and all that. But he left. Hmm. But after all that, he left. So as I'm hearing the announcement and watching the video, I'm thinking of the good, and there's legit good, but but then I'm mad. Okay, but why did you think he was going to stay? Because he picked us. Okay, great. LeBron picked the Miami Heat, and then he left, and he went to Cleveland. Then LeBron left Cleveland and went to L.A. He's not going to leave L.A. because he's too old now. But it's... I, this is why you got me on this tangent on, what was that, Monday? We were talking about the debate between Michael and, and LeBron. I passingly mentioned LeBron and Michael as <laughs> a debate, and Tiki got very triggered. I, did. Yes. I don't know. I don't even know. Are you I, trying to say I should have known better? I didn't even know it was going to trigger me. But, but is that what you're saying? I should have known better? Yes. Uh, what? What? The Knicks have issued a Julius Randle update. All right, forget what we're talking about. Yeah, let's get to the let's good stuff. It. All right. Julius Randle dislocated his right shoulder. He will be reevaluated Ugh, in two to three. That weeks. means nothing. Yeah, I think that's kicking the can down the road. Yes. And what I so my worry about Julius. I mean, by the way, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You yeah. just can't make a determination. You don't know how it's going to heal. When you get your shoulder dislocated, comes out of socket, the ligaments either tear or stretch. It come goes back in. There's going to be laxity in that joint. And so you just don't know until your body heals. So you have to kick the can down the road. So the other day I brought this up as just a theory because I do feel this way as a fan that the lack of an update on Julius Randle since Saturday has been concerning. Mm-hmm. And I even surmised maybe the trade deadline has something to do with it. The NBA trade deadline is literally a week from today. And so maybe the Knicks, if the news is bad, why announce it? Like there's no benefit to it. Mm-hmm. You don't need the vultures around the league yeah. knowing that the news is bad. So – I've been worried about it in the sense of no update feels like a bad update. Mm -hmm. And so that statement you just announced, and as I heard it come out of your mouth, all I could think about was they're not telling you a damn thing. Yeah. And tighten up, speaking of the opposite of the Jets or leaks, this is so tight that the Knicks PR tweeted it. Woj had to retweet it. He didn't even have this. So they didn't even have it. And and by the way, I don't blame the Knicks. I want to make this very, very clear. If the news on Julius is bad, there's no reason for them to announce it. It's ba- it doesn't help them. No. It hurts them. There's a trade deadline in seven days. Now, once the deadline's over, let the fans know what the hell's going on. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. But for the next week, you don't want to give your competitors any kind of edge on things. So 
I don't think this clears anything up. And if I'm a Nick fan, I'm worried. That's 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 uh, just my answer. Worried about Julius Randle? Yes, but not about the team. Well, I'm, this is unrelated to the team. Yeah, I mean, you're about the team. Yeah. The team's been awesome. I'm uh, saying exactly. about Randle's health. Even without him, he's they've been awesome. Right, right. but I think Nick yeah. fans know their best chance to go on a run involves Julius being on the team. But I thought that the- more update on if the Je- if the Knicks' best option is to have Julius Randle. Uh, two guys have been ruled out of a game tonight, as the trade deadline appears. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have both been ruled out versus the Boston Celtics on national TV. What does that have to do with the Knicks? Well, maybe know. they're getting traded. Oh, uh, stop. Two maybe the Knicks. they're starting to get held out a little LeBron's bit. not getting traded. AD might get traded. You know why that story actually matters, and it's not why you think? Would you I, want, even want AD, Lugie? I would want LeBron and AD. Yeah. Not, not, not both, because I don't... All right. AD? Yeah. 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 yeah they're, not, they're not trading them. Stop this, please. Okay. Uh, the reason why this matters in all seriousness is that on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden, the Los Angeles Lakers play the New York Knicks, and there are many people listening who dropped an absurd amount of money to go to that game because they want to see LeBron, they want to see AD, and I think they're nervous. <laughs> like, what the hell? Well, what am I watching well, Saturday? If they're, not, if they're not playing, that's tonight? Yeah, tonight's night. game against Boston. They're not playing yeah. tonight. They're, so they have two days off in a row, really three. Yeah. And then they're going to play Saturday. Okay, I'm just saying that that's... If you're That's looking, probably why they right. take, they're not playing against Boston. That may be the case. I'm just saying there is no angle to them being traded. The angle is mm-hmm. they may play Sat. Well, they're they're playing the Lakers on Saturday, right. and I certainly know there's a lot of people who buy tickets to see superstars, and that's the one time they're coming in. Anyhow, real quick, back to Julius. All right, they need him healthy to go on any kind of run. Yeah. So yeah, you should be nervous. But what? It's weird that we don't have clarity now. You were kind of explaining this is what happens when you dislocate your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So from that aspect, is that a normal thing? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's basketball players are different, obviously, than the football players. Football players, you've seen it a million times. Guys come out. Saquon had one a couple years ago. They have that big strap around their upper arm. It lack, it keeps your shoulder basically in, in its joint so you can you get hit. Your shoulder's not going to go anywhere. You play through the pain. It's not a precision sport like baseball or basketball. So you kind of have to just let it see how it responds. You you can't rush it. You can't fight through the pain. It it's, right, right. It, it's it's it'll be it'll be so much worse in the long term if you do that. So they have to wait. So this update to you and your ears it's, says, it's obvious. yeah, it's normal. It's okay. obvious right. because there's no way it, it was healing. And when was that? A week ago? It was it, Saturday. Yeah. So not even a week ago. So there's no way it was healing in less than a week. And there's no way they're going to know for at least another, probably longer than two weeks. So I know as a fan that waits for any update on an injured player, there's a lot of nerves that are involved, and we mm-hmm. jump to conclusions. I am not jumping to a conclusion. I'm merely saying I would be worried, and I understand why the Knicks would hide information because of the deadline being in seven right. days. As a Knicks fan, are you worried? Yeah, so I'm going to jump to conclusions. If he's out for the season and they're kicking the can past the deadline, they need to get another big here. Well, and they, a star but, but big man. But weren't they already doing it? I think they're already trying to do that. But with Julius Altik, it's different than adding a guy on the bench. Now they got to get a legit guy here, whether it be DeRozan, Markin, and I don't know who the name is, they? but they yeah, to replace Julius, you got to replace like 25 points, eight rebounds. You need a second okay. player. It's a top 30 player in the league well, that's going to be out for the season. DiVincenzo has been lighting it up, right? No and doubt. the ball moves... I mean, it's always been moving, but it really moves now. Mm-hmm. Even Precious had some decent I know. minutes. Yeah, but I, the can't, I can't lean on Precious to chew I, it I, I can't either, but I'm just saying, you, you had the, the 
the pieces, as crazy as it sounds, because when we saw Precious at the Nets game, I was like, this kid can't play, dude. <laughs> Get him off the court. Uh. And in the subsequent games, he's actually been pretty good. Yeah, I think that. So the, they, they have enough to weather. Right. And, so, and to me, where I thought that they were going to be, and I said it on Monday, they need points. They, they don't have enough to score. I agree with you. Right now, if you know Julius is back in March, you're focusing on, to me, a backup five, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, Jordan Clarkson, guys like that. If they know that Julius Randle is out for the year, if they know, now, we don't know, yeah, we're worried, know. but if they know, your answer, Lugie, and this is a tough one, this is a very tough one to swallow, may be to do nothing. It may be... No, 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 no. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It may be to do nothing, because if you're going to trade your valuable assets for a player that's not Julius Randle, and he's not coming back, and they're not a title contender, what are you doing? Like, what's the law? What are you doing? Are you doing it just because, hey, we're good, we got to go for it? Like, you don't think they're a contender without Julius. You know that. But are they a contender if they did pull a trade for someone? I I don't know. I got to see what they do, and I think based on what they do, that will tell us what's going on with Julius. I agree, by the way. Because they've obviously kicked the can past the deadline. Mm -hmm. So whomever or whoever, multiple people they acquire, that will tip the hand if it's Julius is out or not. If it's just Malcolm Brogdon, then I think Julius is coming back. If it's something else... Then it's like, oh, Julius is if out for the year. If it's bigger than that. Correct. If they're when adding they another in. four to this roster, right. then yeah. If they I, get Andrew Wiggins or Capella, I'm just throwing names but that, out. And by the way, this exercise is why the Knicks are smart to not give us an update. Yeah. Yes. Because why would you want other teams knowing, to oh, yeah, this edge, guy's out for the, the year. edge, the leverage, and the conversation around the trade. Deck. But like, I, we know that the Knicks, because this really feels like anybody's uh, championship this year. Anything could happen. And so if the Knicks and we know that they are, are going to make a run at this, they don't want to tip their hand. So they, they, should they, they. they shouldn't. Now, the other the other question is the Mitchell Robinson effect. We, have mm-hmm. no, we haven't heard anything on him either. Now, I think we kind of know what the situation is, but if they mess around and he gets healthy and gets back. Well, then they don't have to add a backup five. Exactly. Yeah, my no point. doubt. No doubt. That's my point. I so, think that the Knicks keeping things close to the vest, which I know can be frustrating as a fan, mm-hmm. is beneficial if other teams don't know what the hell's going on. Now, I think other teams are speculating. You don't think other teams are sitting there right now thinking, oh, I bet you Julius is screwed up? You don't think they're thinking that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, and that'll change what they want from the Knicks. But, Evan, you brought up not doing nothing. Well, what do you mean by that? Just sitting and saying, you know what? We're not going to win it this so, year. Julius got what, hurt. What See I mean by year? that is the Knicks have assets. They've done a great job of collecting these valuable assets. Totally. Yeah. And for years, the thought has been you're saving it for a superstar, right? right? I think that the Knicks are good enough. I'll give you this. That hey, if you've got a chance to put pieces around this really good roster, why go? Why not? Why wait? Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get that. What are you waiting for? For the guy that may never come around. You also don't have an infinite amount of time. Like Jalen Brunson is making basically no money mm-hmm. in terms of real NBA. So you got to go for it the next two years before Jalen's making your superstar money that you think he is. We brought this up with Dan Campbell. You may never get back. This right. may be the next the next best okay. shot. Okay, so I'm with you on that. If Julius is out for the season, are you going to take all those valuable assets or a significant amount of them to get a lesser version than him? Mm, no. Like that's a- no, it wouldn't make sense. I think it. De- I guess it depends. I have to see what they're giving up and who they're getting. No, I, I and I understand it's hypothetical, but I got to see who they're getting and what they're giving up because everybody thought they were giving up too much for OG Ananobi. It ends up they didn't. So I got to see what it is first. No, I, I get you. And we're speculating. We're talking like he's not here anymore. Well, but, 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 you know, but he could s- be out for the year. We don't know. But the speculation comes from something I've been saying since Monday, which is 
hey, this is weird. We're not getting an update. What does it all mean? And again, I think the Knicks are smart for this. I'm giving them credit. Why the hell would you tell the world he's potentially more injured than we realize? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. So it sucks as a fan because as a fan, you want to know. I know full well. You want to know what the hell's going on. Well, But it doesn't benefit them. Well, I think what mitigates that, though, Ev, is that they're winning. Right, they 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 keep winning despite not having Julius Randle, mm-hmm. and so while you're anxious about Randle for the ultimate goal, winning and pushing deep into the postseason and getting the championship, you're also kind of okay because you know you can win without him. Well, and, I, and that's I, actually really comforting. But what I laid out to you earlier this week, I stand by. But they're two different things, and that is, can they weather the storm for the next month? Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. They can because a guy's been stepping up like crazy. Right. And B, you look at the schedule; they absolutely can step up. They can survive this. In fact, I'll give the Knicks this prop: they are better equipped to deal with a Julius injury by a long shot than the Sixers are for a Joel Embiid injury. And that's a credit to Joel Embiid. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the best player on the freaking planet right now, and- or at least second best, third best. I mean, hold on, fourth best. Hold on, hold on. Eh, top five. Dude. What? <laughs> Nikola Jokic is better. Yeah, I know, but still. Okay. No, he's, Why by disrespect to the current MVP? Dude? Uh, because he doesn't play every single playoff game. That's like a lock every single season. But my point is, yes, they can weather it. No, no question about it. Eventually, you need him back. Event. Like, you yeah. can't, this can't be weathered in April in a best of seven series necessarily against the team you're seeing tonight, the Indiana Pacers or Cleveland or Philly or Milwaukee. Like, then it's different. Like, weathering it now, yeah. I have no delusions about that. I said that to you on Monday, and they've responded incredibly well. But this will be a very interesting next seven days because Lugie's right. What the Knicks do. By a week from today, at this very time, Mm -hmm. 3 o'clock next Thursday. So we will know the answer a week from today. There's a few answers we're going to get a week from today. More on that later. We'll know. And that will give us a big indication on what the hell's going on. I mean, you just... Like, I go away for two days. All of a sudden, the Knicks are third in the East. They've won eight games in a row. Yeah, we got it. They're hot. I know. They're just... So as the Knicks fan, you're nervous, but you're not worried. I don't think you're, you're nervous, worried. But you're not worried because they've been so good. Yeah, I think there's a difference between what we're being worried about tonight. I think a loogie. I'm and not Nick even talking about pump- tonight. I'm talking about the season. No, no, like, you're worried. No, no, you're you feel, worried. You feel good about the season. Not if he's hurt, though, bro. Not if he's hurt. Come on. Well, I, I think it comes down from a, to a week from now. I, there needed to be a move happening already. They, I'm sure they're positioning and, specul- and there's speculation about whatever move is happening. That was happening even if Julius Randle was healthy. Now the question is, and this is more urgent, who do they get and who are they targeting? And now it has to happen. It's not a luxury to happen. That has to happen now. Let's go to Kevin in Bohemia. How are you, Kevin? Hey, what's going on? Long-time Knicks fan here my whole life. Listen, I said it about Carmelo. I'll say it about Julius Randle. They can lose with him. They can lose without him. The Knicks are going to be typical Knicks. Get your hopes up. <laughs> we understand January's 14-2. and two. We get all that. But I'm just saying right now, Julius Randle, this is, uh, what do they call that, the fake gold, Gilded Age or something? <laughs> the Iron Pyrite? Yeah, but what does that mean? What do you, I don't know what you're I trying know. to say. I'm saying Julius Randle was uh, like a scam anyway. I didn't have my faith in him in the playoffs. But, but Kevin, yeah, Kevin, 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 Kevin. But this Kevin, is, this, listen, I know it's a new year, but I still don't believe in Julius Randle. I, that's completely fair, and I agree with you, but mm-hmm. there's a huge but to that, okay? 
I don't believe in Julius Randle. I'm skeptical all of a sudden. Regular season Julius is playoff Julius, and I'm not alone. And there are plenty of Nick fans who may not want to say it loudly today, but they have that same fear. But let's not conflate that and the fact that they need him in the postseason. Oh, of course. Like, you can't just say, well, it doesn't matter. He was going to suck anyway. We needed to see him get that opportunity to suck. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fair, and that's why I try to be careful about this, to rip a Julius Randle performance in January because it didn't happen in April. (laughs) You can say he needs to do it in April, but it's not fair. Like, it used to happen to Andy Dalton. He played great in October. Well, what's going to happen in January? Well, you can't win in January until it's January. Yeah, but it, it it became the expectation, and it was always fulfilled. That's the only issue. This is this is where I'm kind of on that last caller's side. Really? Yeah, because it felt like, just to go back to those Cincinnati Bengals teams with Marvin Lewis as the head coach and Andy Dalton, and they had all this talent, all this talent around them. They'd get to the postseason, and it would always something always would go wrong. Now it wasn't always Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton was the star. He was the quarterback. He was the guy. He could never win. So you believe Julius Randle is destined to lose well, in New York City? I, no, I think that's what you're saying. I, I think until he, till he wins, until he proves that he can play at a, a high elite level, and again, they could still lose. But I'm just saying, until he proves he can do it at the postseason. It's going to be the expectation. I, I agree with it's you. It's fair. But, but, but here's, it's, fa- it's just fair. No, no. I agree with that part that it's fair. A-Rod was the same way. I agree, but no. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up then. A-Rod was awesome during the regular season. Now, Julius is not A-Rod on mm-hmm. that level. No. But A-Rod would disappear come playoff time. No Yankee fan in their right mind in 2005, before he put it all together in the playoffs, would say, oh, he's hurt? Well, he was going to suck anyway. No, they'd say, we need him. Yeah, no, We need right. him out there in case he this is the year he turns it around. But I don't so think, if you're I a Nick think, fan, you need Julius Randle. But I don't think Nick fans are saying they don't They don't need him. They don't That's want him. Our last caller basically said it doesn't matter. No, no, he's saying it doesn't matter what he does in the regular season, whether he's here or not, Knicks are winning or not. He knows that when he gets to the postseason, he's not going to show up. No, I and think it, he was saying it was a, be- a blessing in disguise that he's hurt, and they're going to go on a run and do better in the playoffs because he's out. That's a fallacy. When I screened uh-huh. him, that's basically that's what he told a fa- that's a fallacy. I think that's a joke. If we talked about top five and whether Jalen Brunson's a top five player, and we argue that. Here's something you can't argue: the Knicks have a top five duo in the NBA. I would take Julius and Jalen. They are a top no, no, five but forget duo. The duo. So if you're losing a top player, my, to my point is losing Julius hurts the Knicks. Of course, right? because he's a top thirty player so, and a top five duo. So let's not get caught. In the in the, the the kind of the rankings or whatnot, yeah. well, and don't get caught in my skepticism of him. What matters is if the Knicks are going on a run. We can all agree on this. They need regular season Julius, and that's my point. So if we all agree on that, him being hurt is not a good thing. Because if he's not playing, you're not getting any Julius. That's not a good thing. Precious Achua starting at the four in the Eastern Conference semifinals on no planet is a good thing. And that's not going to happen. They're no. not going to have Precious I'm not at the saying four, it's going to happen. I know what you're but... saying, but based on their current roster, it would look like that. But they're obviously going to get another big here. But now they have Ev, to. I'm with you. Now, now I, I was skeptical here, but the fact that they kicked the can, uh, I'm worried now. I got to admit, I'm worried because they're pushing it past the deadline. For what reason? They must know something, right? No. I'm speculating, but the, uh, the, T- now I'm starting T- to think they T- know something. He's calming you down with medical right. stuff. They, you know, they, they have to because they don't know. They could, with, if they said Julius Randle's going to be back in three weeks, mm-hmm. we've seen this before. Yada, his body could respond differently. They haven't seen it on him before. So you don't want to give out like misinformation to get people's hopes up? Is no, that sort of the no, idea? No, no. You don't want to put yourself in a position of weakness to bargain during the trade deadline okay. talks. That's really all this is about. That's that's what that's what Evan's saying. That's what I'm saying. You have you have to medically it's what you have to say because 
you honestly don't know how he's going to respond for two weeks. But business-wise, you have to also do that so you don't put yourself at a disadvantage when talking to whoever, you know, whatever trade partner you're thinking of during in the next week or so. Yeah, there are three things you can say about Julius's injury right now if you're the Knicks. Number one is he's screwed and he's out for the year, mm-hmm. which I hope is not the case genuinely. As much as I am the leader of the coalition of Nick haters, please trust me, I don't want that kind of crap. I want him to be healthy and I want him to fail. You know what I mean? Like, I want him to just lose. I, I mean that with respect. Like, I, I don't want him hurt. I'm not rooting for that kind of stuff. I've never been that kind of fan. But number one is to say, yeah, we're screwed. He's out for the year. It would serve no benefit to say that with the trade deadline in seven days. So you cross that one out. Option number two is you can be optimistic and say, yeah, three to four weeks. Why the hell would you say that? Yep. Why would you give your fans the potential false hope that he's mm-hmm. coming back in three to four weeks? And then when he doesn't, then you think something is really wrong. Yeah, then you think he had a setback. Right. And then the other option is, I ain't saying anything. Like, the Garden has taken a lot of crap over the last few years, and some of it rightfully so, for not saying stuff, for not talking to the media, for not talking to their fans. This is one of those scenarios where it's smart that they're not saying anything. But as a fan, you're worried that they're not saying anything. Those two things can be true. So I'd be worried, but I also say I get it. Right, because everything you guys just said was rational, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking irrational. And to Tiki's point before, they're rolling, they're smashing teams, everything's going really well, and you don't want that creep of doubt of here we go again, which I don't have, but I don't even want to have it creep into my brain. Sharif is in Staten Island. How you doing, Sharif? Hey, what's going on, guys? So, hey, look, we, we got we to gotta put it out in, in the sports universe and put it out there that LeBron James is frustrated with the Lakers. <laughs> and, and, and just for this season, you, try, you trade them for two first-round picks and, and, and see if you get them for this year, and then you can sign them for, for the next year. Oh, man, would you really want LeBron James? Yes! Well, first of all, yeah, there's, there's so many layers to this, okay, but, but the answer is yes. But think about how much, <laughs> think of how much it changes. The seriously. complexion of the roster? Yeah. So, I got to tell you a secret. Seriously, think about it. I got to tell you a secret. Go ahead. So, last night at halftime of the Nets game, my wife had to go to the restroom. Okay. And you may know this, but when uh, sometimes the women's restroom lines are long. Of course. And so, my wife was gone for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I had a lot of time by myself as I'm sitting there in my seats. Why don't you ask me, hey, Ev, what'd you do at halftime of the Nets game? Hey, Ev, what'd you do at halftime of the Nets game? Concocted fake LeBron James trades on <laughs> the ESPN NBA trade machine. Oh, my God. I'm not kidding you. So I'm an expert on this. You guys ready? Go ahead. It is almost impossible to trade for him because for, for of the, the salary. For the Knicks. For anybody. But oh. the, definitely the Knicks. Like, you have to match up money. So let's say, because I the reason I did this has nothing to do with the Knicks. It had to do with the fact that I was thinking as a basketball fan while my wife was away, the Lakers should trade LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, just as a regular yeah. basketball fan, what are they doing? They're not any good. He's a free agent at the end of the year. A team would line up to get him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can still play. He can put you over the top. It makes basketball sense. Would you agree with that, by the of way? Of course it does. Okay. It's just the dynamic would be, I mean, it, it would be so hard. I understand. To even think about what the so, Knicks. So I, I say, if this makes sense, let me find who would trade for him. Like, who would trade? So obviously the Knicks are towards the top of the list. They're yep. certainly a Julius. They're going for it. Why the hell not? To make the numbers work. A, you'd have to trade Julius, which I don't know if Nick fans necessarily want to do. But then if you don't, you just want to put him as another piece, you got to trade like seven contracts, including <laughs> Mitchell Robinson and Evan Fournier and Quentin Grimes and like the number one picks that appease L.A. to make it happen. And it's just, it's, 
It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it does make sense because the Lakers should trade LeBron James. And he's definitely not happy. Yeah, but the, but the Knicks shouldn't be the destination. Well, the hold Knicks, on a second. Hold the, on a second. You wouldn't make that trade? If, I, if I'm a, no. If Rob Palinka called you up tomorrow no. and said, we got the approval and the only key players you're giving up, you got to give up Mitch to make the money work. So you got to yeah. stick with me on this. Mitch, Quentin Grimes, Fournier, Fournier um, we'll throw a Makala, Malachi Flynn in it to Malachi make the money Flynn. work. And three number ones. Three number three. ones. You making that trade? Yeah, no. no. You're making that trade. No. I'd make I don't trade. trust that him and, and Tom Thibodeau are going to see eye to eye. That's, I, that's I what your fear is? I, yes. And I understand that LeBron, it, whenever he wants to, can put his head down and go score 30. But he's not the LeBron and can put his head down and go score 50. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah, but he's a playmaker, and you guys I, need a playmaker. And we yeah. were talking about Jordan Clarkson. Now we're talking about the the, the GOAT, potentially? Okay, but it's the devil. And you got you Brunson know. who can score 30 now. It's, yeah. And and DiVincenzo, apparently. By the way, I, just, <laughs> my pre- I want to preface this again. The Lakers are not trading LeBron well, James, no. but I did have that thought last night. And it will also Why? require the NCAA allowing Rick Pitino to allow Bronny James to transfer to St. John's <laughs> to make this work because LeBron's not leaving with his son playing at USC. But, and that's uh, another part of it. I don't, know if, I don't know as much as we read into everything LeBron says about being miserable in L.A. and they're not winning. I think he probably still wants to be there, mm-hmm. yeah, probably, especially because of his son. And what about AD, though? so many other things going on. Bows up? Like, business-wise. He's got so many other things going on in L.A. Yeah. Production company, kid. <laughs> Of course he's going to want to stay in L.A. They just suck. Never did I think, as I was putting those trades together, someone would call up today uh-huh. and say, what about LeBron and the Knicks? So I could be so prepared as if I, that's what I was doing last night, which I was. I was, it was fun. Also, can you get up, walk the concourse, get yourself a hot pretzel no. or something? No, uh-huh. no, I'll tell you why. Walking the concourse. Tiki knows this. Yes. Tiki knows this. Because I went. Tiki went to a game with me. I went. I sat in Evan's spectacular all 22 seats. Thank for you. a little bit. That, well, no, I stayed for all of it. Except for the last three minutes. Yeah, everything but the last three minutes. <laughs> Walking around the upper-level concourse at Barclays Center, you may as well go to jail. You may as well just be put in prison. Right. Like, it's bad. So, no, Sean, I'm not getting up and stretching my legs when I've got no room to walk or breathe. That's a terrible Dang. idea. And if you had accepted the invitation to come with us to Barclays Center, you would have known that. Thanks you for dissing think, us, man. You think Appreciate I've never it. sat in the upper bowels of the Barclays Center before? So you're making it out like it's a junior high auditorium. So then you would know. You would know it's Not a terrible idea. Bad. Oh, and trust me. All right, very busy day here on the fan. Bad Tiki's going to join us in about an hour. And coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we will finally address the giant elephant in the room. And I don't mean the guy that won pickleball, but the pickleball game that Sean and I played. Again, looking that, at the upper chest. I'm just saying, we played a, a hard-fought game. The video is out there on social media. A lot of questions have been asked, and I'll answer a few of them. And we'll discuss it coming up later. But we'll get back to Julius Randle and the Jets. But real quick, we need to expose Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is a liar, and I don't understand why. Like, there are certain people who they're telling stories, and they feel the need to embellish. Like, they feel the need to, my story isn't good enough, I need to add to it. Even and it's though Tom cl- Brady's story is always good enough, because he's Tom freaking Brady. I agree, by the way, T. <laughs> like, you have great stories. It would be like if all of a sudden, as you're telling one of your awesome stories... You added, yeah, so I was in the Congo, and then I went to Mars. And it's like, you didn't go to Mars. Why are you adding that? Your story of being, you know, in Iran or in China or meeting a dignitary, that's cool enough. Like, why do you have to say you went to Mars? By the way, for all mankind, 
Okay. Just, just, <laughs> just reminding you. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so I think Brian Williams once got in trouble with this, the news report. Yes. Well, yes. He embellished a story, and it got him in trouble. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to listen carefully, and here's Tom Brady with Pat McAfee lying. You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations. No, no, no. No, no, no. You were not an undrafted rookie, Tom. No, you weren't. So why are you lying? <laughs> like, you, you're not an undrafted rookie. Did he not just say he was an undrafted rookie? Why did... What? what hold on one second. Yeah. Play that again, Lukey. Play it again, Luke. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen... I was an undrafted rookie. Why is he doing that? The world? Is he trying to channel his inner Brock Purdy? He feels like his story because it's be. Here's the problem with is Tom. Is that Tom Brady or is that Brock Purdy? No, that's Tom Brady. He was on that. I saw. I know it doesn't sound like him. He sounds like a child. But trust me, I watched the interview. Overall, it was a fun interview. But Tom Brady is so threatened by Patrick Mahomes taking that goat from him. He needed to add something to his story. That's a lie. I, I mean, was undrafted rookie. Like Tom Brady almost felt like I needed to add rookie. That's what he, that's him. That's what he and said. it couldn't even. I mean, Brock Purdy was a drafted rookie. No, he was the last pick of the draft. Right. He was Mister Relevant. Yeah, how about that? Was he talking about somebody else? Like no. putting himself in position to be somebody else. He, play the whole thing from the beginning again. You hear? You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, you know, seasons that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I was undrafted rookie. I've seen guys come in with great expectations. Yeah. There you go. Wait, are you trying to pull one over us? That sounds nothing like Tom Brady. That is Tom Brady. Trust me. I know. I, I agree it doesn't sound like him. I watched his interview with McAfee. Who are you sure it. that's not a deep fake? <laughs> no, it's I'm, Tom Bad I'm, Brady. I'm being, like, dead serious. That sounds absolutely nothing like Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. At all. I watched him on television. <laughs> or on YouTube. This like, is, I watched it on YouTube. Now, I, now, here's the thing. I believe Evan, but Evan is also saying this with a smile, and he also hates Brady so much that are you trying to catch us thinking you know, that jump I, on Brady? I, I know. Tell you. This is like a, a fake Twitter account. You know what bothers me? What bothers me is when my integrity is impugned. <laughs> like, like, for example, and I hate to say this, but it's true. There were accusations against me and Sean that our pickleball game wasn't going to be legit and that he was going to lose on purpose so that I could shave my beard. That was a legitimate accusation. Mm -hmm. And what bothered me about it is that what if I won? Like, I didn't win. I own it. So they're obviously wrong. Right. But what if I won? It would have been clouded in this controversy? No. We played pickleball. He won. He got lucky. There was some BS calls. More on that later. But no, he won. And so if I won, oh, I wouldn't have been real. So that doesn't count. So, the, so why is my integrity continuing to be impugned? Do you think I brought up a fake Tom Brady? No, I just I'm just saying it doesn't sound like Tom. You already know. It sounds nothing like him, and you hate him, and it just and he's now saying something that is <sighs> not true at all. Thank you. I know that. Thank you for acknowledging that. But he was on. I'm telling you, I watched it on Pat McAfee on YouTube. It was actually a boring interview. I was trying to be nice by yeah. you know complimenting Pat and Tom. I, I was bored, tearless. You know. It was kind of interesting for like 30 well, maybe, seconds. Yeah, maybe the problem a, is we know all Tom's stories Well, already. I was going to say, maybe this is a McAfee thing. I mean, Rogers is constantly on there spreading misinformation. So now so you're accusing Pat McAfee of creating a fake Tom Brady? Well, you already no, know. No. Stealing pets. I'm just saying Brady probably sees all the Rogers appearances and goes, I got to make up some crap like Aaron does. Mm. You guys are so desperate. Why don't you just call him a liar? He lied, dude. That's it. <laughs> we can move on from it. Call I, him a liar. I, I think he's so... It's just weird. I, I think he's just so <laughs> mentally ingrained with this like lifelong chip on his shoulder 
that I think he now believes he was undrafted because he was drafted so far back. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's. But vivid... he wasn't even that far back. He was in the sixth round. Well, that's pretty far, that's back. far back. It's not the seventh round. It's <laughs> one round away. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's what's so insane. Like Tom Brady, with all respect to him, has the greatest story ever. He doesn't have to lie. <laughs> that's what boggles my mind. Like, why would you have to add to your story? You got an awesome story, bro. So, so I... why do you think he lied? Uh, because I think he feels threatened by Patrick Mahomes. Gotcha. And I feel like in his brain he needs to make his story even better to kind of it it bend him off. It almost sounds like lying about a hole-in-one when the guy that took over your job is playing in a playoff game. That's what it reminded <laughs> me of. Didn't Aaron Rodgers do that with oh, love? that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you defended him. Sorry. But he, there's no evidence that he lied. Other than the fact that he's just a BS artist. But Lugie, 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 Sean, Tiggy. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Evan on this Thank one. There's you. no, There's no actual evidence that Tom Brady didn't hit a hole-in-one. No, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. There is no actual evidence that Aaron Rodgers didn't hit a hole-in-one. There is clear and convincing evidence, like beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, forget that. It's 100%. We know that Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round. And here's what's unfair about the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and I take it personal now. Did we play pickleball, Sean? Did we We, play? We did. Did you win? Yep. He did. Like, this pains me to say he won. And yet, no, no, it's fixed. Evan just wants to shave his beard. Mm-hmm. So, like, just because you want something to be true doesn't make it true. Like, just because you want Aaron Rodgers to be caught in a lie doesn't make it true. Tom Brady lied. I just played you the audio. Like, it's it's open and shut, by the way. By the way, I'm looking at the video. It doesn't even look like Tom Brady. <laughs> Is McAfee sure he had Brady on? You already know. It looks like an actor playing Tom Brady. Does it really? Yeah, he's white as a ghost. He just looks real frail but is in the it, face. But, Sean, give me your expert opinion. Is so, that Tom Brady? Like, my gut tells me McAfee had Tom Brady on. Like, I don't want to be sound that okay, outrageous. but just tell me, is that Tom Brady? I trust, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to say yes with a 5% chance that actually is not Tom Brady. Wow. So That's a bigger scare, so by the way. It, so it's an impersonator. Yeah, like, look, we all know there's doppelgangers out there that yeah. are paid to be actors. Like, there is at least a 5% chance this is it if you just look at that. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. There's a 5% chance that Pat McAfee has a doppelganger being Tom Brady. <laughs> And, or but, and, his and, producers got fake that he was really having Brady and, on. And, and the fake Tom Brady was great, except he screwed up that one thing about right. being undrafted. I was <laughs> undrafted rookie. Just, all I got to say is just look, that ain't the Brady I saw in the box. It, does, it just doesn't sound like him. Yeah, it doesn't sound like him. <laughs> what does Tom Brady say on Twitter or on X? Is he is he on X? Yeah. So what is he saying regarding this? Because I don't we, know. We cannot be the Nothing. only people who have caught this. Nah, most people are just Tom Brady sycophants, so they probably okay, don't catch but, it or they try to okay, ignore but, it. But, oh, wait, so there can be sycophants of old washed-up quarterback? <laughs> Tom Brady apologists. Yeah, right? But there has to be somebody who also... The internet's undefeated. You can't yeah. say Jack. Tom Brady has not tweeted in the last two days. And his last tweet is about promoting some company he's now involved uh, And before that, it's made some new friends in Australia. So was he even here to do the interview? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a or fair was question. It, was, it, was it in person? Yeah, it, no, it was on Zoom. It was on Zoom. <laughs> but imagine that time difference. We're talking about one of the league countries in Oceania. You guys are so desperate to defend Tom Brady. Oceania. Don't get, don't get it. Don't touch it. It's <laughs> a continent. Actually, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Deep breath. Deep breath. Real quick. I don't want to get caught in this. <sighs> Tiki Barber, can you name the seven continents? Go ahead. Um, North America. Okay. South America. Okay. Africa. Uh, okay. Europe. Okay. Asia. Okay. Australia. No. 
Australia is not a country. It's Oceania now. Oceania. Yeah, get it right. We learned that yesterday while you were gone. In the Antarctic. And the Antarctic. Yeah, you got that right. Let's is go to- it really? Yeah. We yeah. learned that yesterday. So I've been to Oceania? Correct. Oh, that's amazing. New Zealand, Fiji, Australia make up the continent known as Oceania. I, uh, have you been to Oceania? No. Have you been to Oceania? Have you been to Oceania? No. You haven't even been off the continental United States. Tiki, you can win this game with a lot of different places. Trust me. I've been Life. to Oceania. I've been to Oceania. <laughs> Glad we made you happy. He's so excited he went to a new continent. Let's go to Josh in Poughkeepsie. What's up, Josh? What's up, fellas? Uh, listen to you a long time. Love the show. Appreciate uh, it. They were definitely roasting you this morning, Evan, saying that it was all fake. And well, I'm owed an apology. I mean, I won't get I, one. I would expect one. I would expect now, one. Now, you could pivot and say Evan's a horrible athlete and he was a pig and he was disgusting. Like, that's fair. Like, you, I own that. You did I complain. put that out on tape. You but did, You did complain a lot about the calls. No, no. There's a lot of things to make fun of me about. And I own that. Regular but, John McEnroe. But my integrity himself, should not be impugned. because, <laughs> And it bothers me because what if I won? Like, you're still <laughs> telling me if I won, like, it wasn't real? I'm a loser. That's just not fair. Just wrong. Anyhow, thank you, Josh. Hey, What's up? So what I wanted to say was about Julius. I get what the other caller was saying about he hasn't done it in the playoffs yet. Yeah. You want to talk about the Hawks series, that's fine. Brunson was not on the team at that time. OG was not on the team at that time. You want to talk about last year, he was hurt. So you're talking about two playoff series, one of which, okay, you want to, you want to trash him? Of course. This is a different Knicks team. OG helps spread the floor for him. Obviously, they have been 10 times better. We can't just assume that he's going to have another bad playoff series or multiple playoff series. Well, but the point is you need him. So he may have that bad playoff series, and we'll be discussing it, and everybody will want to trade him again, but they need him. They need at least to find out, and that's the thing that's not debatable. By the way, I want to get this on record right now on February 1st at 3.46 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm going to write it down. Mm -hmm. We are all right now going to predict when Julius Randle returns to the New York Knicks rotation, when he plays again. So when will that be? Will it be this year? Will it be next year? Will it be a certain date? So I think that's very important. So we all can put ourselves out there on what we think the hell is going on. So let's lead it off with the Knicks fan himself, Tommy Lugauer. Tommy? Yes. When does Julius Randle return? Let me write a Julius Randle return predictions. Lugie's prediction, March 15th of this season. Uh, they don't play on March 15th, so you want to go with March 16th no. or March 14th? March 15th, they'll announce it. Fine. Whatever the closest is to March 15th. Okay, so we're going to go with March 16th. You got it. Okay. So he is saying he's returning on March 16th. That game is in Sacramento against the Kings. Hmm. Okay. I don't count, Sean. Tiki, what's your prediction? What? I'm going to say, all right, two weeks from today, yeah. 15th, so that's when they're going to be reevaluated. Okay. And nice. then five weeks from there. So, one, two, three. Carry four, the three. Three. Six. I'm going to say March 22nd. Is that March 23rd. You know who they play that day? Who? The Brooklyn Nets. There it is. I, I love that. it, Teak. It's exactly when it's happening. March uh, 23rd. I'm kidding, Sean. You want to offer a prediction? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. We will next see Julius Randle around October 24th. Wow. Opening night of next year. Oh, jeez. Going out for this season. Wow. I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach. Okay. I've gone back and forth on this because I think Sean may be right. And I've started this since Monday that I am very concerned about what has been said and what has not been said. Mm -hmm. But here's why I'm not going to say that. I think Julius Randle, who I have been very tough on, but I'm about to put him over in a major, major way. 
I've been very tough on Julius. I don't believe in Julius. Playoff Julius is a guy that chokes. I believe that. Right. You will never win with Julius Randle. He's a losing player. With that said, he is a tough SOB. I respect that. Right. I, I think too. he is going to do everything in his power to play basketball for the New York Knicks this season, even if it hurts the team. And he wants to. And he wants There's to. There's a lot of players in the NBA who, if they have a, a reason, a legitimate reason, they are fine to sit out. I agree. And that's why I think with the final two days of the season coming up on April 12th, actually also against the Brooklyn Nets, that's when he comes back. Oh, so we're just picking the Nets, huh? Well, I happen <laughs> to say the final two games. I don't think it's the last yeah. game. I think it's the second to last game. So I'm going hmm. with Friday, April 12th. He comes back, which, by the way, there's major concern with because what is he? And, and I respect the hell out of that if that's what he does for the reasons I laid out. But I wouldn't exactly have been brimming with confidence. So I'm going to go with he will be back. I think he's going to force his way back, and I think we're looking at April 12, 2024. There you go. So I got this all written down. Mm-hmm. Lugie is the most optimistic, but even he is saying a month and a half. Right. So you're saying six weeks from now. You're a little bit further than that. Yeah, I'm saying just under a month. Sean's vindictive. He thinks he's out for the season, and I'm going with he's going to push his way back on April 12th. All right. Play this game at home, by the way. It's a fun game. You should play with your friends. <laughs> Just ask them questions, write it down, and then, like, five months from now, you can be like, you got that right. Or, hey, you're a schmuck. Like, it's like a real-life Twitter thing where you get to kind of keep records on right. people. Right. Speaking of getting things wrong and right, the Internet's telling me that that audio was that we just played a little while ago and Evan said it was Brady is actually Greg Olson. That can't be Greg. Greg Olson was drafted for sure. It's not Greg Olson. It was Tom Brady. There's a big swell of people saying, no, Greg Olson is what who uttered that on Pat McAfee. Huge. up. They're wrong. Uproar. I watched Tom Brady. I watched the huh. whole interview. Is, he, it, is it? Now, Greg Olson was on within the last week. With no, McAfee I understand Buck. that, but it's not Greg Olson. I'm what sorry, it? it's not. But just because you watched him on the moon. And play Greg Olson was a first-round pick. Play it again. Yeah, play it again. Play it again. By the way, this feels reminiscent of the old Mike and the Mad Dog Super Bowl trivia on this week. <laughs> Who's that audio? Yeah, that's All a right. good point. Right. You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship games. I've had some, that you know, seasons that didn't oh go the way God, you wanted. I have some injuries. So, so this is Greg Olson. No, it's not. Talking about Tom Brady? No, it's Tom Brady, no, dude. No, that, that voice that actually now they said it. You already know. Is we've watched enough Greg Olson. That's Greg Olson. That's not Greg Olson. I, I saw the video. Go back to the video, dude. It's the video. Is Tom Brady? You even we're analyzing the video. You know, I've been a part of a lot of Super Bowls, championship oh, games. I've had some, you know, I'm seasons out. that didn't go the way we wanted. I have some injuries. I analyzed what Brady looked like on McAfee when I Googled it. I didn't analyze this specific clip on it, and now I see that Olsen was on in the last week. Yeah. I need to find this specific clip now. We need to break the tie. I, I have the specific. Here's clip. what I think. Right. Here's what I think is happening. <sighs> I think I hate everybody. I, I think. I think. Hold on. Because this is a big story in broadcast media right now. Uh-oh. Greg Olson is getting usurped by Tom Brady. That is true. As the number one analyst on Fox. Yes. And the playoff game that Greg Olson just called was likely his last as the number one analyst on Fox. And so I think... McAfee had Greg Olson on to talk about that because it is one of the biggest stories in, in broadcast media. And he's probably asking him a question of why he's okay with Tom Brady taking his job. You already know. And so what he's doing, Greg Olson is saying, yes. look, I'm Tom Brady. I've had this and this, this and this. I've had injuries. I've had ex- expectation. I've, 
I was undrafted free agent. I'm, I'm very upset. I'm very upset with everybody. I, I don't know. I'm you already know. No, 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 no. I'm going to explain this to you. I want to say this again. I didn't find this clip randomly. <laughs> I watched the interview. I saw it. It was Tom Brady. That it wasn't Greg Olson. Like I wasn't confused. I wasn't losing. Sean wasn't losing on purpose so I could cut my hair off. We got to You found it? Reality. Uh, I, I haven't had that clip. I am now watching Greg Olson with Pat McAfee. The voice he has on play the it, McAfee. Play it, play it, play it. I don't have this clip, but okay, here you go. Play any clip of Greg Olson. Okay, I don't give a go. crap. Just play it. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we'll just. That one ventured what about in your hair. Hey, yeah. is your your hair? You've done nothing. That's just natural. No, 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 I, I did not wake up like this. No, no. There is there are some moves that have to be made to get the hair to look like this. But if I don't, I got like forty calyx in my hair. That's, that's not even close. I win. Well, that was McAfee. No, but Olsen's voice is identical to the one. No, we it's not. It is. Can no, you, by the way, where not. you sent that clip to whoever you said, Lugie, can you send it to us so we can analyze it? Not to turn this into a murder trial, but off air, Evan, I did tell you, I don't think this is Tom Brady. It doesn't sound anything like him. And that's not true. <laughs> I mean, clearly it is, or at least it's you a have, question. You have the NFL world telling you they heard Greg Olson say this clip. No, no, they're wrong. Oh, so How about that one? Clip? How about them? They're all lying to you. <laughs> nanny, nanny, poo poo. Evan, we will all one by one do, and you need it today after the pickleball loss. Do a big Evan Roberts apology tour. Just okay. send us the clip. I'm gonna find the clip. I unfortunately, when I'm a loser. When I recorded it, it's audio only. But I will go back on YouTube, mm. hopefully before this show is over, and I will find it. There was a second spitter. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'm going to spend the commercial breaks working on this show, not checking the FAN Reddit page, Sean, and I'll find the clip that I'm looking for. How about that one? By the way, I'm I'm going to be listening to this whole Olsen interview, too. I'm you, out. You know what? I'm going to move the beach twice today. Pick up all in on this. Twice. Nice. And then you'll be checking the Reddit page, well, well pal. Well done, Sean. Well and the done. truth is, I mean, we'll get into it in a few minutes, but I don't even think you beat me once. I mean, quite frankly. Okay. I think that the officiating was as abysmal as I've ever seen, mm. and I think I got screwed. But that's just me. Yeah, We've ten, also yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. To say ten nine. That was that was controversial. That was the controversial. There was a lot of controversy. That, the ten nine one. No, I agree. We'll get to that coming up. We've also been fighting this jet civil war, in which I have surprisingly come to the defense of Robert Sala. Not that I think he's a good head coach, but that unfortunately the Jets' only option is to literally bring him back. More on that coming up at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Oh, what a day. What a fun freaking day we're all having. We're having a jet civil war. We're arguing about Julius Randle. And uh, I've been accused of lying about Tom Brady's lies. <laughs> Tom Brady. I don't think we're accusing you. We're just saying it sounds like Greg Olson. Well, luckily, I, I was able to do some research. I'm going to put this controversy to bed. If you're just tuning in, we played a clip about 10 minutes ago of Tom Brady lying to America and claiming he was an undrafted rookie. And at first, he, he's like, wow, why would he say that? Can't believe it. He's a liar, Evan. You've been right about him the whole time. <laughs> and then very quickly, almost like there was an order from above. Hey, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't rip Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. So all of a sudden it became, it wasn't really Tom Brady. It was an AI. Then it became, no, it was really Greg Olson. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I wasn't the only one that caught this. Which oh. is what I said in this previous segment. You're there right. There had to be someone else who was pointing this out. So awful announcing Two days ago, on January 30th, at 12.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, tweeted out a short video of Tom Brady giving praise to Greg Olson and talking about his broadcast practicing with Kevin Burkhart. And one minute and 32 seconds into that clip, and I also want to thank Artie D, who tweeted me this as well, it is clearly Tom Brady saying 
He's an undrafted rookie. <laughs> so this is the world we now live in. If you want to accuse somebody of power for saying something that's clearly a lie, you got to go through hoops to prove you're right, and they're not the one lying. So I had to sit here and prove that the great Tom Brady, the most powerful man in America, dare he lied. Well, he did. I sent the video to Sean. Sean, you are watching the video. Can you confirm to our audience who are driving in their cars that Tom Brady said he was an undrafted rookie uh, and we can move uh, on with our day? I have not watched it yet because I had to spend just the last five minutes scrolling to find it because you texted me instead of emailing it where I could pull up on the computer. Oh, I texted it to you. Okay. I'm sorry. Give me a second. I will gladly apologize. And you know what you can do? You can play the whole context of the clip so that America can hear that it's clearly Tom Brady. All right? I feel like I'm fighting all these fights today. <laughs> Had to play pickleball. Oh, the game's fixed. No, it's not. I got my ass kicked, even though I should have won. I lose. My beard doesn't go away. Sean gets to make some big decision, which I still have no idea what it is. Bad Tiki's going to insult us in 28 minutes. <laughs> Half the Jet fans want to blow the franchise up. Kevin Durant started making out with us after he beat the crap out of us for two and a half hours. Like, didn't, didn't you like him afterwards? He was very nice. Yeah, yeah, he was very nice. I knew you did. Yeah. He dumped me. He left me on the side of the road. But he said, we're still friends. And then he said, we're still friends. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, he's sleeping with somebody else. And he's telling me, yeah, you were cute. We had fun together. That's essentially what Kevin Durant's doing. And that annoys me to no end, too. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll be in a better mood tomorrow. But right now, I hate everybody. <laughs> not you. Me. Not you. I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. Of course you're not. I missed you for the last two days. I missed you, too. You know why I miss you? Why? Not only because I like you. I was stuck with that. <laughs> Sean, did you do a poor job in my stead? He's not even listening. No, he's, he's listening to the clip. We're he's analyzing this like, like it's DNA sample it's on a murder trial. All right. all right, all right, all right. Go ahead. I, Sean Morash, uh-huh. apologize to the Evan Roberts. Of sound mind and body. While it does not sound like Tom Brady, I'm watching whoever this is portraying Tom Brady <laughs> say this happened. Evan did not steer us wrong, Thank you. although it is insane how much he sounds like Greg Olson. You already know. And it's also insane that Greg Olson was on with McAfee the day earlier. This whole thing is mind-boggling. Most people have tweeted at me and Lugie, you're wrong. You've now made me apologize to yes. Evan. Screw you. Evan, we're sorry. We should have never doubted the work you poured into the show Thank to you. give us this audio. By the way, you know what's probably happening? What's that? He's, he said he was working with Burkhart, mm-hmm. right, preparing yeah. to be the number one analyst for Fox. Right. He's probably been listening to Greg Olson call games. Ah. And he's, in some ways... Imitating him? Miming him. That's a good oh. theory. No. Just saying. <laughs> That's a good theory. It could be. Well, in a few more <laughs> minutes, Sean will apologize to me again because he will apologize for stealing the pickleball game. But before that, there's been a lot of fighting about Robert Sala today. Let's talk to some people that have waited a while about it. Some people realize that while Sala's not the answer and he's not the greatest coach in the world... It would be more insanity for this franchise to fire him now than to just run it back and try to win with him. Let's go to the Bear in the Bronx. I like that. The Bear in the Bronx. What's up, you know, Bear? You know, guys, you know, guys, you guys have been talking about about uh, pickleball and stuff like this, but the real problem with the New York Jets is they don't know what the hell they're doing. Mm. They don't know which side is up or which side is down. Yes. And if I see Johnson wearing another one of those big, bulky chains and trying to be 25 again, boy, let me tell you, that was a huge mistake, Mr. Johnson. Well, I don't don't care about his necklace, but here's the thing, Bear, that you're right about. I don't think they know what they're doing, hence why our best option as a Jet fan is to trust Aaron Rodgers. Mm. 
as crazy as that sounds, as much right. heat as he takes, I've said this before, I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Robert Sala. I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Woody Johnson. I trust Aaron Rodgers more than I trust Joe Douglas. Is there anything to lose for Aaron Rodgers? You know, like certain guys, you go do things, and it's just like, I have nothing to lose. My legacy's already set. Is there something to lose for Aaron Rodgers? If, if, if to get the Jets where he believes mm-hmm. that they can become a winner, he says, Coach, uh, Joe Douglas, Mr. Johnson, we need to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Do this and we win. Yes. Is there, is there, and it say it just doesn't work out. Right. Is there something to lose for him? It's reputational, I think, for Aaron at this point. I think that he has a legacy that you know has a lot of controversy in it. It's complicated. It it's really a, is. It's a complicated legacy because he's an all-time great quarterback, but it's easy, and I understand it, to say, well, he didn't win enough. As great as he was, mm-hmm. he went to one Super Bowl, and it was a long, long time ago. So I think what Aaron's battling is his legacy. And I think he knows if he wins here, that enhances his legacy big time. Of course, because he lives forever, famously, as a Jet. But ask yourself this about Even Brett. if it's only for two years or right. three years. But what happened to Brett Favre for failing here? It really only impacted his time here yeah. and what we think of him. Yeah. But nationally, I think Brett Favre is viewed as what he was viewed, whether he came here or didn't come here. So a lot of it's kind of a local reputational thing. Steve is in Levittown. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Listen, I'm 63 years old. I'm a Jet fan. I've seen all the horror without even having to repeat it. But I have to say in Salah's defense, I've never seen a coach in his first three years as a coach have worse quarterback play. <laughs> I mean, historically worse quarterback play. And if the Jets, can get themselves a couple of offensive linemen and a number two wide receiver. This team is loaded, loaded with talent. I think they're. So I think will, they can I'm, be. I think they can be loaded with talent. But ask yourself this: I know you made a nice excuse for Robert, and he's made that same excuse. Have you seen enough of him in three years to believe he's a good head coach? Not right now, but I'm willing to give him one more year. I got you. To uh, see, and second thing, Evan. Yeah. Don't ever disparage Joe Willie Namath. I didn't Mm. disparage him. What I said was, and I'll say this about the 86 Mets too, I'm 40 years old now. I'm not 25. I'm not a kid. I'm 40. And I keep hearing the same stories over and over again because these franchises never win. That's the reality. Like, I get it. Lugia sort of made this point a few days ago. He's sick of hearing about the 90s Knicks. Mm -hmm. It's not a knock on Charles Oakley or Patrick Ewing or John Starks. What he's saying is, I'm so sick of talking about something from 25 years ago. I want to talk about today. I want my team to do enough for today that I'm talking about them. And that's my point about the 86 Mets and the 68-69 Jets, and for the Knicks fans, the 90s Knicks. In particular because they didn't win. Well, yeah, no, and that's yeah. I guess that's different than my point. Right. My teams did win, but it was also like such a long time ago. Exactly. Why should this team, this current Jet team, this current Nick team have to worry about the ghosts of the past? We're in the now. Let's worry about this team. Not what happened 40 years ago. But also, if you win now, we'll talk about new ghosts. Right. New positive mm-hmm. ghosts. Exactly. I want to talk about new ghosts. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about new ghosts. I want to talk about brand new ghosts. Like the Power Series did. They expanded. There's the old ghost. He died. Now they have the new ghost. What? I don't know what that means. Watch a little TV. The Will Power Power. 50 Cent produced. It's a major show. No. Can you watch something else Would besides be something the squares on the ground and the nets? Never you seen. You never saw Power? Never seen Power. Oh. Forget it. Whatever. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a world popular show. I have no idea. Spoiler alert. Ghost Dies is a new ghost. They've, they've changed the series. Well, now, why am I ghost? Why? 
ghost is his name because you couldn't see him. Never saw him. <laughs> so now why would I watch it? You he just ran, spoiled the, it for He me. ran the New York drug game. Ghost. Jamie. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. But, but you just spoiled it. Why the hell would we watch it now? You said you're not as bothered by movies and TV shows being spoiled if they're good performances, didn't you? Yeah, but you still just told us all the ending. What about everybody listening? <laughs> who don't want to watch the ghost or not, whatever the hell the show is Not the new ghost. I mean, the show is not an old show, though. Yeah, and now there's Ghost 2. Hmm. Isn't that a movie? Powerball. <laughs> so we got Whoopi Goldberg going on here. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> what in the world are we talking about? That's what I thought it was. Let's go to George in Long Beach. What's up, George? So... I just wanted to, you guys have been talking about the, uh, you and Sean have been arguing about the uh, head coaching situation. Yeah. Um, I side with Sean, and for a couple reasons. You guys all agree that Robert Sala is not a good coach. I do not think Robert Sala is a good head coach. I agree with you, yes. I know he's liked on the team. Mm -hmm. Do you think the players think he's a good coach? That's a good question. Hmm. That's You know, Tiki, did you know if a guy was a good coach or not when you were playing for them? Well, I mean, fortunately, I had two good coaches. I was going to say, I had good coaches. That's not right. <laughs> And I had a good coach in college as well, George Wells. I mean, I'm trying to think if I've ever had, a like, a bad coach that just didn't get it, didn't understand it. Do you so, think, though, to further it, and thank you, George, do you think that Jet players think Robert Sala is a good head no. coach? No. Oh, well, do I think that they think he's a good head coach? Yeah. Yes, because they like him. Oh, so those things are actually connected? That because they 100%. like him, they think he's good. They think he's a good head coach because they like him. Now, but ultimately, they they want to win, or, or they want to be put in position to get paid, and that's by winning. And platitudes getting thrown at you, and your popularity increasing, and you make a Pro Bowl, you make an All Pro team, and all of a sudden justifies everything that you've done. But it starts with. Winning mm. and being genuine. I think Robert is genuine, and and sometimes that gets you in trouble, right? Because you get taken advantage of, right? This is what I was telling you about with Tom Coughlin. Like I, I'm not, I'm not going to be nice to you guys. You're going to take advantage of me. So he was the opposite. Norm. He was the opposite. Mm. Uh, but what he preached worked, and we and we started winning, right? And, and they ultimately won, you know, multiple Super Bowls, and so. It's like you either have to be liked and and be good or be disliked and be great. What do you think is worse? (laughs) A head coach that threatens to take cell phones away to discover who the leak is. But I don't think that was to the players. That was to his staff. No, no, to the staff. I want to make that clear. Not to his players. What is worse? A head coach that takes cell phones away from some of the coaches and staff members Mm because he's trying to find a leak or a head coach that just screams at his coaches constantly <laughs> to the point where they think he's a maniac. Uh, What's worse? I honestly, I would take the maniac. You like to think you take the maniac? Yeah, yeah and I'm not just saying that because it's Brian Davis. <laughs> What's a giant? Always a giant. It, 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 true, but I just the maniac feels predictable at least, right? He's not not trying to undercut you, undermine you, or catch you. You know, I gotcha. The I got you guy, you never want. I have to defend Robert Sala on the cell phone thing. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of Robert Sala stuff I don't want to defend because mm-hmm. I think he's he's very paranoid. There's no doubt about it. The fact that we already knew before this story came out that he would tell people, anybody would listen, including Joe himself, Joe Beningo, hey, look at the record of these quarterbacks without their starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, look at the record of these coaches, coaches without their starting quarterbacks. Like, he's obviously very, very sensitive. But let me ask you a question. We're running a show here. Mm-hmm. And there's leaks on this staff. All of a sudden, 
we got things coming out in the newspaper that should not come out in the newspaper, and that the only people that would know are people on this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm bothered and you're bothered. I think we're in lockstep that I would be bothered by that. What do we do about it? We can yell at Sean or yell at Loogie, but sometimes you got to scare the bejesus out of him to stop <laughs> it. So taking the cell phone away... Kind of, really? kind of baller, bro. No, you're grown adults, man. You're not teenagers. How else do you catch the leak, then, Sean? No, seriously, how do you catch the leak? How about, how about this? How, how about, about by example, stop texting Joe Beningo things that are going on <laughs> and set an example. I, how about that? No, how you no, catch no, no, the no, leak? but don't, don't get caught in Salah's history. Okay, I agree with you. Maybe a mistake. Bad job by me. I'm saying we're around here. Okay, stuff's leaking at WFAN. We'll make it broader. It's the whole station. And stuff's leaking that we're not happy about. You just what do you do about the easiest it? Easiest thing. Go ahead. I don't know the answer. You identify suspects, a suspect list, <laughs> and you feed them fake BS. You know how hard that is to do. And whatever BS gets out in the papers, yeah, that's, that's just fake hard. that you know is not hard. You know who leaked it. You know hey, what, it's you Tiki Barber. You know what you do? Actually, you get everybody in a room, and you bring up whatever the issue is, and you say, "Let's talk about it." Everybody, open. Just have. Let's talk about it. And then people are going to start talking. And that's how you're going to catch and the you, leak? No. Forget catching the leak. Fix you, the problem. But don't you want to catch the leak? No. Fix the problem. Oh, I get you. The, the leak doesn't matter. Fix the problem. Once you fix the problem, there's no leaks? Exactly. Interesting. There's no reason to be leaked. That's a very interesting philosophy. What you that's can't what do, I would is, do is take people's phones because while you're looking for who you're talking yeah, but to, so, but hold on, you can have booby pictures. What, here's, what, here's what happens if you, <laughs> if you start a witch hunt. To get to get the leaker is that you create an insecurity, right? You create someone who is doubtful and suspicious. And the last thing you want to do is put someone on alert, right? And or in the on the defensive. When you put someone on the defensive, a couple of things happen. Either they cower and disappear and not therefore not doing their jobs, or they lash out. And once it gets loud and angry, it gets ugly. So the only way to solve this is to just get everybody in a room and talk about it. I'm mm. talking about the not the players. I'm about the staff. Yeah, there's not a player issue. You, you, I don't you think you get you get your staff in the room and you and you lay out specifically. This is what's going on. This is the issue. Blah 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 blah. Speak now or forever hold your peace because I don't want to hear about this again. Yeah, you talk about it. Right to to try to be subvertive, I think undermines even you. So, so taking the cell phone is not a good idea. It's not a good idea. <laughs> just address whatever the issue was on was leaked from the cell phone. Uh, just just address it. Yes, no, I get that. I like get seriously, that. get up in a meeting. All right, I know some of you don't like Zach Wilson. You've done any everything you can to make him look bad. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Tell us what's good, bad, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about and it. And you think that would lead to less leaks in the future? I think it would It would lead to people who are frustrated with Zach Wilson talking about why they're frustrated with Zach Wilson as opposed to being put on the in the corner and hold your tongue. Aaron Rodgers likes him. Right, right. It's crazy. Like, that Zach Wilson story from a few weeks ago mm-hmm. or a few months ago now about him not wanting to return as quarterback – Pissed off the Jets. Like, ah, who's the leak? Who's the leak? Now another story comes out. There's like 150 leaks. Like, basically, this story that came out yesterday featured like 85 different people leaking stuff. Now, I got to get something off my my, uh, chest, off my mind, off my head. And I got to take my uh, beanie off because it's making me hot and sweat. (laughs) I'm wearing this really cool uh, Nets beanie that has every logo in the uh, history of the Nets. But I'm wearing it because I was very sweaty and I was disgusting because this morning, me and Sean played pickleball. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the video is up. It's on YouTube. It's on the, the social media handles. 
And obviously a lot of people are being very, very mean and rude with some of the comments being made about Sean's girth, which <laughs> I think is wrong. I mean, anybody should say that. Wow, I'm getting a lot less of that and a lot more anti-you stuff. Okay. And there's a few people that are criticizing me. <laughs> On your girth. <laughs> My girth. I think yeah. they're surprised by your girth. There was a lot of, uh, hey, you can't call Sean large anymore kind of comment. <laughs> so you did see those. And that's fine, by the way. It's, it's fair game. I, I put myself out there. Sean put himself out there. We played a game of pickleball. And there was a lot on the line today. Okay? If I won, I was going to get rid of this disgusting beard. If Sean won... He was going to get to make a big show decision. So I want to be very, very clear about what the hell happened this morning and what you saw in that video. What you saw was a screw job. Mm. Okay? Oh, I got God. hosed multiple times by this official, and, and she's a wonderful lady, and I'm not saying anything malicious was going on, but, Sean, can you at least admit that on number of occasions, there were calls that went against me that were egregious, and if they were made correctly, this beard would be gone right now? No. No. I can't admit that, number one. Number two, you sound identical to Patrick Mahomes whispering in Josh Allen's ear during the regular season <laughs> after the Tony play. I know. You said that during the video, because George. You, just you sound that, like Mahomes. Because you really do come across that way. Let's be honest. You have a minor, minor, minor background in pickleball playing with your wife, which I think it's great. It's a fun activity. I had nothing but, you know, what I've seen on YouTube and going to play. She is the expert, like, teacher at where we played pickleball. Like, she teaches lessons. She knows the rules. Where was the venue? Uh, we were at um, uh, Randall's Island. Yeah, which is another story. I'm getting there early in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were at Randall's Island. She She teaches pickleball. She sat there. Didn't have to do this. Watched the game, made sure she judged everything. She knows what's in, what's out. And he, all he did was complain the whole time because yeah. you know what happened? The theme of the how we started the week, Tiki, losers lose. He built the lead, and things started not to go his way. It was a little cascade, and the loser lost. And then he wanted to point to, balls that were on the line went my way. I, I, Sorry. I admit inches, this. I, I won. I had a massive lead. I was up 9-3 in a game to 11. Mm. I mean, think about that. I was up 9-3. I was up 10-7. I was one point away. Basically, I had a 3-0 lead like the Yankees. Yeah. And by the way, winded up 9-3. The guy's got no stats. <laughs> I was a little tired. I admit that. But there was a play late that would have been the winning point. I started celebrating like I won because it was out of bounds. It was clearly past that line. Right? Right? No. Well, no. You saw the replay. You watched it on this video. It was out of bounds. No, the problem it is made the, contact the repo- with the line. The, the net is kind of in the way. Oh, Tiki, you could see it's, it's out of bounds. I, I, I can't, actually. Put it this way. I could see there being an argument either way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But I know what I saw in real time, and I know what I saw in the video. I did not see what the old NFL officials would like to call conclusive evidence to overturn. No Hawkeye, I, I assume. No. <laughs> no, maybe that's for the next game we play. Look, you won, but there was a bad call. Right? Doesn't matter. Is that fair? No, game's no. over. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. What did you say, TG? Game's over. Evan? So, 2003 wild card game, San Francisco 49ers. Rich Soyberg pass interference on the one yard line. Re-kick, right? No, yeah. game's over. Yeah, that's not the comparison I'm going to use. <laughs> Tiki has game's a lot of over. Because I because I got you <laughs> okay. and I got all of you people. All right, let's hear it. So let let me get this straight. There was a clear bad call that went against me. Mm-hmm. I would have won, but I got to respect the call. The call on the field stands. From this day forward, I don't want to hear it. Johan Santana pitching no hitter. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it. He pitched no hitter. Okay. You guys have been right. telling well, me for years all, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. If he didn't, then I beat Sean and right. his beard's gone. Evan. Okay? Evan. Go. Two things of note here. By the way, I only do that because I think I'm supposed to. 
<laughs> right? First thing is this. What? Do you still want to shave your beard? I mean, yes. Of course I want to shave my beard. I know I can, but yes. Then admit to the audience right now, Johan Santana didn't really pitch a no <laughs> Honestly, let me get this straight. I just, I just want to have this in my head. If I admit Johan didn't pitch a no-hitter, you'd admit I won and I get to shave my beard? No, no, no. I won't admit you won, but I will allow you to shave your beard. Mm. If I admit Johan didn't pitch a no-hitter? That's right. Mm. Johan, the Mets to this mm. day, Evan, still oh. don't have a starting pitcher that threw a nine-inning no-hitter. Listen, man, as desperate as I am to lose this beard and I would do anything, I would not do that. Mm. I will not besmirch the oh. name of Johan Santana. You betray all Met fans. I will not betray my fellow Met fan, and I will not spread a lie that he didn't pitch a no-hitter. Okay. So I'm sorry. So stop spreading a lie that I didn't really win this game. Oh, Enjoy again. your itchy Fine. beard. And maybe next time, when you're up 9-3, don't leave a game in the hands of the officials that it's even that close that it could be decided that way. Kiss my fat ass. Enjoy the beard. Can't wait for my show decision. Congratulations. <laughs> and speaking of that show decision, we've given him a week. Mm. So a week from now, next Thursday at 4 o'clock, Sean will make whatever it is. It's a major show decision that he wins from this battle. Now, Sean did tell us yesterday that he's gotten approval already from Tiki. So yeah. you already know what it is. It's it's some people are gonna love it. <laughs> some people are gonna love it. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I can say. I don't want to know any more then. <laughs> some people are gonna love it. All right. So next Thursday at four o'clock, Sean's winnings is that he gets to make a quote unquote big show decision. Tiki's approved it. And quote, some people are going to love it. Can we fix the lights up here? Well, I look forward to that. Uh, on that note, I'm going to make a minor show decision right now. There's some technical difficulties going on here. So you guys are going to do some reads, but we're not going to break. Oh, that's great. Okay. Uh, great. Well, I hope those technical difficulties don't keep us from hearing from Bad Tiki <laughs> oh, in seven minutes. I keep seeing the engineer there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We can hear from Bad Tiki. What we can't do is take a break physically oh, uh, that's right now. Right up my alley. That's why I haven't chimed in yet. And why, Evan, did you not wear shoes when you played pickleball? Can you explain that to me? Maybe you would have had a better chance of winning had you, I don't know, worn shoes. What is, what is the court? The pickleball court is just a regular it's a, tennis it's, court? It's a tennis yeah. court, and then they shorten the lines. And then you better but, stay out of the kitchen. I'm talking about the, like, the texture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a regular tennis court? Correct. correct. Yeah, so um, why didn't you wear shoes? I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, I know that has uh, been met with a lot of questions mm. or maybe some admiration. Like, that's a pretty good idea. I feel like I'm more nimble without my shoes. Oh, my God. I feel like when my shoes are off and I'm playing with my socks on, <laughs> which is what I did, I feel like I can move around the court in a quicker way. Like, I'm very, very nimble to kind of get around, move from left to right, show off my backhand. And so I feel like it just allows me to play better. Now, were my feet dirty? Are they dirty right now? Yes, I did not change the socks. Oh, I admit boy. That. Oh. I thought but, I smelled something. Yeah. But... That's what I chose to do. I also chose to wear shorts. I also chose to be comfortable. And it was working for a long time because I was up 9 to 4 <laughs> and wear an ugly Mets giveaway headband. <laughs> and I was wearing a headband to keep my hair out of my eyes. But, yeah, I feel like being shoeless gave me that ability to be nimble. Admit this, though. Or maybe don't admit this. I have no idea. When I was up 5 to 1, when I was up 9 to 4, were you nervous? Like, were you like, holy crap, I'm going to lose to this freak? There were a couple moments because I did call a timeout. But it should be noted. Again, you had played this game before I never did. As you were leading, it felt a lot like the Lions leading the 49ers. We just kind of knew, I'm the better team here. I just got to gather myself. Yeah, I can't afford much more wiggle room. But, ugh, 
For you haven't played and I hadn't, that was an unimpressive built lead. And a lot of it was just me whiffing with my T-Rex arms. And then I got it going and I figured out how to serve. Well, a lot of it was figuring out the strategy. If I just give him pop-ups, mm-hmm. Tiki, he chokes. Yes. And you didn't, like, you've never done this before. You never played. No. So you were doing it for the first time. Yeah. Was that the first game or did you guys have a practice? Like- well, that was the thing. That was the first game. Now, what didn't get filmed is Evan was so furious after we shut off the cameras, we played a second game because Evan was so angry <laughs> at the outcome of the first game. game. Oh, grow up. You want to take a uh, guess who won the second game? Well, but hold on. When we played the second you game. You destroyed him. No, there was an agreement that this is an untelevised event. This yeah. is the, so the dark match, show. if you will. It's okay. a house show. It's a WWE house show. So now you want to spread what happened? Fine. What happened? I won by the same score, 10 to 10. Or 11 to 10. 11 to 10. Is that right? I yeah. swear to God, yeah. And I think I built a lead again. But he was. I'm a loser. Shocking win. Like, you wouldn't believe Yeah, so what affected me the second time more than the first time was I was tired. Like, by the end of it, I was sucking wind. I was gulping for water. I was a little out of shape. What did you think overall of our athletic abilities, uh, Tink, as very, a former very, athlete? Very, 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 very lacking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw this out there. Change of direction was non-existent. <laughs> Tiki, you were a former athlete. I, I have no athletic ability together uh, anymore. So why are you commenting? I just wanted to say something. I mean, Tiki Barber's yeah. a great athlete. Yeah. Boomer size, and if he wants to comment, respect the guy. Won an MVP. Okay. Who the hell wants to hear from you? Okay. Because pickleball Fine. players are Tiki. not Fine. athletic. Tiki, you're kind of scaring me a little bit. Why? Because I walked away so like pumped up that I was back in my competition that. I have put together the band, my old buddies from high school. We have now re-put in our flag football team to play on Super Bowl Sunday in a tournament in the LAFL. <laughs> because of, because, because of, of this, and I feel like I'm back. I need the quest oh, of competition. Geez. But did you like pickleball? Like, I did, did you find... like pickleball, but now I'm worried. He's thinking I didn't look good. What if I embarrass myself more going forward? Did you think Sean, you look good? You had an overhand smash. You didn't even hit it. <laughs> yeah, but once I started to go underground, that's where... You know what it is, man? So I have a lot of side boob. <laughs> man. And if I go overhand... It just drops, and it's like a weight <laughs> dropping. But if I go underhand, it plays to my strength. Uh, it's funny. It's a it's a bogus explanation, but the, it makes sense. It just Thank pulls you. your arm down. Exactly. And so you exactly. miss it. Oh. Hold if on. You... Hold on. Tiki just texted what? me something, and he said, Loogie, you could say this on my behalf. He said, hey, Loogie, even though Evan won't let you say this, you could say this on my behalf. I watched a video of Sean and Evan playing pickleball. I'd rather watch two old people have sex than watch those two <laughs> non-athletic people attempt to play pickleball. You do got you, it, T. I got you, bro. Do you You're think welcome. that if, let's that's say, famous, I, that's a famous LT quote, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, Lawrence you know Taylor said that? Yeah. In what context? So he's filming any given Sunday. Right. Right. And the, I forget the who wanted him to play in a golf tournament. I only know this because Lep, mine and Sean's manager, represent LT. You're kind of embarrassed to say Sean, aren't right. you? No, not at all. Because okay. now he's like, man, he managed LT. He won. He beat you. Me. So <laughs> they wanted to play in a golf tournament. LT's like, oh, I love golf. Love to. And he said, what, what what kind of tournament is it? Left out, I don't know, I'll find out. So he goes and finds out. And it's like, oh, it's a scramble or shamble, something like that. He's like, scramble? Scramble? Look, I'd rather watch two fish bleep than hit somebody else's ball. Wow. <laughs> what a context. Jeez. If you played pickleball versus me or Sean, do you think you'd shut us out? Oh, it'd destroy you. You would destroy us? Yes. Would we get a point on you? No. You, really? No. You know Unless what? I've messed up. I got a pickleball game too. <laughs> me versus Tiki, you have to shut me out. If I win a point, the beard is gone. No, I'm just kidding. This should become like the Pickleball Royal Rumble know, where right? the winner eventually gets me at WrestleMania for the <laughs> right? title. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for a WFN pickleball tournament. Like, I'll play everybody. I, I would give a crap. Say, just one request. Those What's people that? were great. I'm not getting to Randall's Islander morning rush ever mm. again. Oh, that was too much for you? 
I could get I told the you, it's Philly hard to get quicker from It's hard to get the Randall's Island. Oh, I'm sure there's a pickleball court around our station. <laughs> nah, there are. Well, well, there were. well, you know what? We'll do it in the spring because there's one right here. That's true. Outdoors? We're outdoors. Nice. It's two blocks away. So we'll start a pickleball league and we'll even have listeners compete with us. Yeah, like and, and the listeners, Sean, it's going to turn into like Rucker Park for pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, congratulations. You did beat me while I didn't like some of the officiating. You won. You've earned the victory. The beard is here to stay. That just is what it is. And maybe someday I'll be able to get rid of it. Maybe someday the Mets will wake up and extend Pete Alonso, and I can genuinely get rid of this said beard. But I do want to congratulate Sean Morash. I respect the results. He won. He defeated me. And next week, 4 o'clock, next Thursday, he gets to make some kind of big show decision. Mm. Now, the one thing you I better know it, by the way. And you like it. I do. Okay. Ish. <laughs> All right. Well, it better not affect the guy who's about to join us right now. Because it is 4.30 on a Thursday, which means Bantiki is a sentient AI-generated being and is not affiliated with the real Tiki Barber or representative of his views and opinions expressed by Bantiki do not reflect those of Tiki Barber, WFA, and Odyssey or its advertisers. Tiki Barber is a real person with his own thoughts, beliefs, and opinions, which are entirely separate from those expressed by Bantiki. Listeners and viewers are strongly advised to exercise critical thinking and discernment when engaging with the Bad Tiki segment. Bad Tiki, you are back. It's great to have you back, pal. Hey, guys, let's make this quick. I've got places to be, people to see, and wives to DM. Who's the baddest? Bad Tiki is the baddest. <laughs> Bad Tiki, what is that noise in the background? It sounds like you're at a casino or something. Of course this is confusing to you, Pippi Longstocking. Anyone of stature knows <laughs> This is the time to be in Vegas. I'm far too famous to have to deal with the Super Bowl crowds. All the high-level stars all come out to Sin City this week. Okay. Next week is for all the riffraff like Eddie Scott Zare, Taylor Swift, <laughs> and Boomer Eat Siasan. Peasants, I tell you. Okay, you're not there for the Super Bowl. What the heck is going on in Vegas, Bad Tiki? I'm glad you asked regular Tiki. I have a lot of business to attend to this week. But most importantly, the Make-A-Wish Foundation approached me to meet with a nice young man whose wish was to spend a full day with Bad Tiki. It's going to be a really special time. I'm going to give him the true Bad Tiki experience. Wow. Wow, you know what? That's a great thing you're doing, Bad Tiki. If you don't mind us asking, what do you have in store? Thanks for wanting to dig deeper into such an important initiative. Sean, you'll love this first one. In the morning, we hit the breakfast buffet. Stop your drooling, Fat Mahomes, after I consume my daily 25,000 calories. Gluten-free, of course. A high-performance engine needs the best fuel. Then we head off to the strip. Now, Jimmy is only 11, so our activities are limited. But we have to hit the casino so I can show this fine young man the ins and outs of high-stakes poker. Cha-ching! Bad Tiki doesn't have several World Series of Poker bracelets for nothing. Hit me, dealer man. Yow, Sal. Wait a minute, man, T. You said the kid is 11 years old. How could you bring him to high-stakes poker tables? I'm glad you asked Evan. We won't be staying very long. After we win enough cash from that poker table beatdown, I'll be giving a motivational talk at the Sphere. I got him a front-row <laughs> ticket to an evening with Bad Tiki. He's going to be so excited. Okay, now you're a motivational speaker, Bad Tiki? Yes, regular Tiki. And after this little 10-hour chat, we'll take a break at the slots for about an hour. Then it's off to the Bunny whoa, Ranch. You can't bring him to the Bunny Ranch. Relax, Evan. It's nothing inappropriate. I'm going to educate him on the bad Tiki business empire. It's time to collect. My assets need to produce. It's all about that whoa, whoa. passive income, whoa, whoa. baby. Guys, guys, guys. I think Bad Tiki's a pimp. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Evan. That's a great question. <laughs> Bad Tiki, I didn't even ask a question.
That's another great question. Evan, you are getting really good at this. <laughs> okay, Bad Tiki. How do you wrap up the day with your fan? We finished the Bad Tiki experience by doing something you should only do in Sin City because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh. oh. <laughs> do you even know what that is? Bad I tiki? hope you aren't lactose intolerant because we're going to get the biggest ice cream this city has to offer. It's not something I'm proud of, but even Bad Tiki needs to indulge once in a while. And then I'm going to run all the way back to New York to burn off all of those disgusting calories. I hope little buddy can keep up. Who's fast? Bad Tiki is fast. Zoom! 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 Well, Bad Tiki, it sounds like you have like quite the day planned for this young man, I got to tell you. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Don't get your hopes up, Tommy Lugauer. Bad Tiki doesn't do this for just anyone. All right, it's time for me to go. I'm meeting with Usher in a few. He asked me to show him some Bad Tiki dance moves before the halftime show. That kid has a lot of potential. Okay, bye, losers. Who runs Vegas? Bad Tiki runs Vegas. Bad Tiki, out. Thank you, Bad Tiki. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Bad Tiki is a... Yes, go ahead. What was his name? Jimmy? <laughs> I think he said Little Jimmy. Yeah, Little Jimmy. Poor Little Jimmy. Poor Little Jimmy. Wow. Sounds like a good time, actually. Oh, like Bad Tiki? No college basketball picks? <laughs> is this a virtual Little Jimmy or is this a real... You know, this is this AI Little Jimmy or a real Little Jimmy? Who the hell knows with this guy? <laughs> Bad Tiki is a sentient AI-generated being. It is not affiliated with or representative of the real Tiki Barber. The views and opinions expressed by Bad Tiki do not reflect those of Tiki Barber, WFN, or Odyssey, or it's a real Tiki. Tiki Barber is a real person with his own thoughts, beliefs, and opinions, which are entirely separate from those expressed by Bad Tiki. Listeners and viewers are strongly advised to exercise critical thinking and discernment when engaging with the Bad Tiki segment. Every Thursday, 4.30, right here on The Fan, we get to chat with the great Bad Tiki. Who's bad? Evan and Tiki on this fine Thursday. Our first weekend without football. That's what we have coming up this weekend. How crazy is that? I didn't know what to do, so I decided to take my wife to Disney World for a couple days. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> oh, that, that's you, the same as going to Dave and Boston. <laughs> are you going to go to the Pro Bowl? It's that's down. right. The Pro Bowl's in Orlando. I, I totally forgot about that. I am not, trust me, I am not going to the Pro <laughs> Bowl. That's a weird coincidence. It is a weird coincidence, but trust me, it ain't how, it's funny. I'm going to Disney World because I took my family to Disney World during Christmas. We had a great time. But me and my wife were like, man, if we had a day at Epcot, mm -hmm. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to do. So we actually did it. We rebooked it, and we're going for a day and a half. Ashley and I love to swing all over Walt Disney World That's Resort. That's not <laughs> what we're doing, though. I'll make that very, very clear. And so I'm already starting to look at the weather just to see what it's going to be like. So Saturday's gorgeous day. Can't beat it. Sunday, hell will be upon us. Like, there will be a monsoon all day long. Yeah, just be inside. You pick your favorite one, you go inside, and you stay home. That's what I'm thinking. No, no, I'm yeah. with you. I'm not even complaining. It was more just a, I was so happy I got one good day. Yeah. That's what I said to my wife. I was like, we got one good day. We got one crappy day. That's okay. So, yeah, I'm on my way to Disney World. I'm very, very excited. I don't know what people are doing without football. Like, I decided to do something rash, something crazy, <laughs> to go to Disney World. Watch, well, who, the, watch the Pro Bowl. You're not doing that, No you? chance. <laughs> I had a conversation with my brother. I was like, what do I hate more, the Pro Bowl or the Senior Bowl? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're on my side on that one. Thank you very much. So I remember the Senior Bowl. I remember going. Yeah. And Rondé couldn't go, even though he was technically, he was a school senior, which we called fourth years. But he was a school fourth year, graduated, but he has junior eligibility. Mm. So he wasn't allowed to go to the Senior Bowl. So he came with me anyways. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> my guest. How about that? So we hung out at the Senior Bowl. I think I had like five carries in practice, and that was it. That was it? I remember being like, what the hell is the point of this? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, a major issue around the Giants that we need to address, but a lot of people have opinions on the big pickleball matchup that ended in defeat for me and a victory for Sean, but certainly featured a lot of controversy. I know this man has been waiting all week to watch the game and then comment on it, so we'll give him the first crack. And that, of course, is Ozzy and Woodridge. Ozzy, go ahead, make your jokes. First off, Tiki, we have Liverpool Arsenal on Sunday. Can't so wait. That's right. Can't wait. Liverpool good. destroyed Chelsea yesterday. It was awesome. Darwin Nunez yes, made an EPL record of hitting four posts, even though I don't know if it was an actual record, but he can't score, but he hits the post hellified. Anyways, go on. <laughs> At least his hair is pretty. So. Exactly. That's, that's mainly what these soccer guys care about. <laughs> exactly. Get a new haircut every day. Tell me about it. <laughs> but forget about losers lose. How about chokers choke? Evan, Yeah. you had three match points. You literally <laughs> and figuratively had your white whale, Moby Marash, in your sight. I know. And you let him get away. I know. And I think what really hurt me, and you see it in the video, is I said, quote, I'm not the 2004 Yankees. Yeah. And I think, as Boomer would say, I touched Mush. the money a little bit by even saying Mush. that. And that turned out to be a fatal flaw. That was a big mistake. I, I, was, at the, I was at the airport coming home last night. There was a, a man and his girl, wife. Significant other. I don't, okay. know, I don't know the relationship. <laughs> right. He said, tell the mush I said hi. I'm like, mush? The mush? About? You're talking about me? He's talking about you. Well, guess what? I mushed myself, as Ozzy pointed out. Exactly. You're right. I'm going to appeal to Morash here for a second. Hear me out. The person I feel the worst for is saintly Sylvia, who has to keep looking at your chia face that <laughs> smells like Subway tuna sandwiches for the last two months. <laughs> well, Marash, oh. can you make the big show decision that he can shave before this Disney World weekend? Oh, absolutely not. Can you not. guys agree to that? Uh, absolutely uh, not. He's not uh, agree to that. No, no, no his face is going to come back smell like Mickey Mouse's ass. <laughs> Look, here's. Let's be real about this. I made a deal that I wouldn't cut my hair or shave a beard until Pete Alonso signed an extension. And a loyalty to my guy, Pete Alonso. By the way, that's not true. You made a deal that you wouldn't cut your hair until Pete Alonso signed. And you doubled down when you saw him at a stupid Rangers game. True. To add the beard. True. The beard, beard is your added. fault. The beard is my fault. I got, I got goaded by Sean. That's right. But I've made a commitment. So I'm stuck for now with this beard. But my wife... Does not like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with the audience. Like, she's done with it. She, she liked it for a minute, though. She really appreciates the loyalty that I have to mm. the show. And so I think she respected that. But I could tell. I could tell the way she looks at me. <laughs> she wants it to go away. And I keep telling her, I need Pete to sign or I'm going to have to make a deal. Like, I I'm not going to be able to win a competition. That's gone. I had my shot. It's over. I hope she wasn't listening 40 minutes ago when I told you just admit Johan didn't throw a no-hitter because I'm, if I was her, I'd be furious with you. No, no. She knows I can't do that. Mm. She knows I can't lie to the audience and say Johan didn't pitch a no-hitter just to get my beard off. Oh, what kind of human would that make me? I can't mm. do that. I'm I sorry mean, I'm not doing that. You, you got to stand for something. But, Thank you. Tiki, I know I've lived by this happy wife, happy life. I know, but she knows I can't say that. She knows. Come on. There's certain things you can't say. Can't do that. I can't Probably. say Johan didn't pitch She's not unhappy. She's just less attracted. 
Uh, Jeez, I don't even know how to phrase it. Anymore. There's also another motto you could live by. Go kiss ass. <laughs> there you, go. you say that to your wife, Lugie. I mean, if you want to win an argument, yeah, go as, kiss ass. As the great Tiki Barber or Bad Tiki said, no, that go was, kiss ass. No, that was oh, that was the real Tiki that Barber. Was that was the real Tiki Barber. <laughs> by the way, what was the context of that? I forgot. I was. I forget. Somebody no, was he, that made me mad. You were yelling at a caller. But it, it I was forget a, what he made me mad about, about the that. Saints running the score up on the Falcons. Yeah, it, uh, Yes. No, I don't think it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was. It, it was. It was. It was. All right. What's the last yeah. week of the season? By yeah. the way, it dawned on me, as long as we're on facial hair, I can confirm to the audience who we asked yesterday, Tiki does have eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's accusations Sean doesn't have eyebrows, and I admit it, I don't even notice people's eyebrows, mm-hmm. but now that I'm looking, yes, you've got beautiful eyebrows. There's a thought Thank process you. being anybody who's bald, maybe they're follicularly bad. Challenged. Yeah, and you have eyebrows. Yeah, so it's not true is the point. Thank you. Let's go to Marty in South Jersey. How are you, Marty? Marty. Uh, Evan, shave the beard. You won. What? You, you call that ball out. The ref doesn't make a call. It's the player's call to call the ball out. Really? That does yeah. kind of feel shady, though, because mm-hmm. can I just call out on everything then? Those, those are the rules. But, well, the, I think one thing we learned, and thank you, Marty, from this game is we didn't exactly follow some right. rules. But your, the ref was there. Yeah, there was a ref there. She, yeah. And she called it in. She called it in. And, and I gave her a tongue lashing. And we agreed to have a ref beforehand. So I don't want to hear now we're going to change yeah. rules after. And by the way, I just want to say that off camera, I apologized to her and I thanked her. And so <laughs> we have a good relationship now. But I know I was very disrespectful. I admit that. Yeah. And I shouldn't have done that. But I was angry. Like, I mean, did you never yell at a referee during a football game, T? Never. Stop it. I swear. Stop it. Don't, I, don't, don't. I, I don't think I ever yelled so at a referee. So goody two-shoes Tiki is here now. Maybe the one time I got fined. That's the one I told you about where I punched the well, guy. Hold yeah. on. Or I swung at him. I didn't miss him. Tiki, but. Tiki, you say you never yelled at a ref, and yet here you are over two decades later still complaining about the end of the 49er game and no pass interference. <laughs> That's true. You must have said something. And, you, and you've actually said the refs ran into the tunnel, so clearly you just didn't have the opportunity to yell at them. Yeah, possibly. Well, they, they talked for like... Three seconds. Yeah, was that good? Yeah, yeah, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah, they flew out of here. I'm not kidding. I think that's what our ref did. She's like, I'm getting the hell There's out of here. There's also something else we have to address because what? a few people have brought this up. Go ahead. Normally in pickleball, you have to win by two. Mm-hmm. But apparently nope. that wasn't the case here. Sean won by one. Again, the official is who teaches lessons at the place we went to on Randall's Island. We actually asked her about this pregame, and she said it is not an official rule one way or another. That is up to the players to decide. There you go. Interesting. Okay. See, so there you go. Oh, excuse me. What, is, what are you? You're Can really we get you anything now. there, foot rub? Uh, no, nah, I just, I'm very, it's been a weird day, man. Like, think about what I did. I went to a Nets game last night till the midnight. I came uh-huh. home. I did a podcast, the Rico Bronya. Mm-hmm. Then I woke up at the crack of dawn to try. This to, is the Rico Brogna podcast. He's trying to kick his ass in pickleball. Somebody get Evan a bat before he loses his mind. I mean, also, net game till midnight, Rico Bronya. Pickleball to play for your beer. Hmm. All three things that were your idea. No, I get that. Yeah, and I'm whining because you're burping. I didn't hear dig ditch in any one of those either. You <laughs> got not, to do fun things. I'm not whining. I'm just explaining oh. that I'm I'm a little messed up right now. It's why I held in a burp. I didn't burp on the air. I held it in. It was coming out. <laughs> Stop, my dude. Dude, <laughs> if that's holding it in, I'd hate that. Is, <laughs> that is worse than anybody in the past admitting they didn't fall asleep interviewing Sweeney Murdy. That's all I'm going to say. That was clearly a burp. <laughs> Can you find that in replay? I didn't Of course. Give me a minute. No, I stopped myself. That was clearly a burp. I felt it coming and I stopped myself. That's an old timer. You you thought you stopped yourself. I 
felt it coming, and no. I, I wanted to not be disrespectful. I don't burp on the air. I've never done that before. Okay, you should have turned your mic off then. Well, I was in the middle of saying something. <laughs> That's an all-time denial. You clearly burp. I was in the middle of saying something. <laughs> okay, Tom Brady. <laughs> don't accuse me of being that liar. He's a flat-out liar. Anyhow, Kevin's in upstate New York. What's up, Kevin? Hi. I was watching the YouTube. Yeah. And, and I noticed that on the first two points of the game, yeah. Evan was serving illegally. What? Mm. What do you mean serving you illegally? Guys were, you, you guys were playing using the yellow line, yeah. correct? Yeah, I think so. I don't okay. Know. The first two serves, Evan was serving behind the white line, <laughs> which is the short line in tennis. Okay. <laughs> the first two points were illegal. The whole match isn't validated, but that doesn't discount the fact that Evan is a real, real major whiner. <laughs> wow. Right. Regular mean, John McEnroe. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> thank you for that. You did whine a lot I about, was, about the line. I think it was at least three. I Three I, line shots? I agree with the officiating. What's the difference between me and LeBron James? He does the same thing. <laughs> he, LeBron has earned it. Nah, fair enough. I haven't earned it. <laughs> I have the burp here if you want to analyze, yeah, Tika, whether it's a burp or not. Oh, excuse me. Yes. You didn't hold that. Oh, in. excuse me. <laughs> How was that holding oh, excuse in? me. How was that holding it in? That wasn't me. Yes, oh, excuse was. me. That was you just now. <laughs> There's no way I did that. That's exactly oh, excuse me. You just did. <laughs> that was. Oh, you. excuse me. <laughs> that was me five minutes ago. That was oh, excuse me. Five minutes ago. Oh, my it God. It was audible. Well, look, I can't deny that. I mean, it's audio. I don't believe it's AI or created. I want to apologize. Oh, excuse me. I did not mean to do that. I haven't eaten in many, many hours. Your your, your chest is reverberating. So even if you held that in, it still sounded loud. Oh, excuse me. My body is not used to the physical activities I did today. Oh, excuse me. And so clearly that affected me. And by the way, he didn't think he burped, but still said excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Well, I was excusing the... <laughs> you wouldn't excuse something if you didn't do it. Oh, excuse me. I was excusing the... <laughs> like, the... <laughs> oh, excuse me. Funny. I was excusing the... the like, I thought it coming, and I was trying to, like, push it back. That's all I'm doing. Oh, excuse me. Stop, Lugie, stop. Speaking of last night, though. You would say excuse, oh, excuse me over something you thought was coming that didn't come? I was... I was saying, excuse me, for the feeling of it coming and me trying to stop it. Oh, excuse me. If you don't please a woman before she's pleased, do you say, excuse me? What? Oh, excuse me. Just saying, that's the equivalent here. What kind of comparison is that? Oh, get shit. All things happen early. Oh, excuse, you say, me. excuse me. You can always fake it. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's disgusting. I'm so, I'm so sorry I did that. I really didn't mean to. I mean, it was a weird day today, man. I was a mess. I did a million different things. I'm eating a wrap in the morning. I'm playing pickleball. I'm running here. I've eaten in hours. Oh, yeah. I'm still emotional I'm... from the Durant return. I'm like, what do you want from me? I'm eating a wrap in the morning. Now at 4.30, that leads to a burp. I haven't eaten in, like, literally, I haven't eaten in seven hours. All right. Does that sometimes lead to a burp, Tiki, no, if you I haven't eaten in a while? happen after, after you eat right. or if you have a carbonated drink. You ever hear oh, about a, a cab, calories after burp? You're not supposed to keep eating past burps. Burps happen because you're full. Yeah, but I'm not even kidding you. Like, I have a bottle of water in front of me. All I've done is drink water for, like, the last six hours. Evan, oh, excuse Evan, me. There's a crazy trend called intermittent fasting. We don't have a bunch of burpers out there because they haven't eaten for 10 hours. All right, I'm You're just a pig. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick call. He's got his Cinco, and then we got to get into, like, real sports, like the Giants being, you know, in a lot of trouble. Anyhow, Kevin's in upstate New York. What's up, Kevin? Hi. I was watching the YouTube. Yeah. 
And and I noticed that on the first two points of the game, yeah. Evan was serving illegally. What? Let me know serving you illegally. Guys were, you, you guys were playing using the yellow line, yeah. correct? Yeah, I think so. I don't okay. Know. The first two serves, Evan was serving behind the white line, <laughs> which is the short line in tennis. Okay. <laughs> the first two points were illegal. The whole match is invalidated. But that doesn't discount the fact that Evan is a real, real major whiner. <laughs> wow. Right. Regular mean, John McEnroe. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> thank you for that. You did whine a lot I about, was, about the line. I think it was at least three. I Three I, line shots? I agree with the officiating. What's the difference between me and LeBron James? He does the same thing. <laughs> he, LeBron he, has earned it. Nah, fair enough. I haven't earned it. <laughs> I have the burp here if we want to analyze, yeah, Tika, whether it's a burp uh, or not. Oh, excuse me. Yes. You hold that oh, excuse me. <laughs> that oh, excuse in? me. How was that holding it in? That wasn't me. Yes, oh, excuse was. me. That was you just now. <laughs> There's no way I did that. Exactly oh, excuse me. <laughs> that was oh, excuse me. <laughs> that was me five minutes ago? That was oh, excuse me. Five minutes ago. Oh, my it God. It was audible. Well, look, I can't deny that. I mean, it's audio. I don't believe it's AI or created. I want to apologize. Oh, excuse me. I did not mean to do that. I haven't eaten in many, many hours. Your your, your chest is reverberating. So even if you held that in, it still sounded loud. Oh, excuse me. My body is not used to the physical activities I did today. Oh, excuse me. And so clearly that affected me. And by the way, he didn't think he burped, but still said, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Well, I was excusing the... <laughs> you wouldn't excuse something if you didn't do it. Oh, excuse me. I was excusing the... <laughs> like the... <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I was excusing the... the like, I thought it coming, and I was trying to like push it back. That's all I'm oh, excuse me. Stop, Lugie, stop. Speaking of last night, though. <laughs> you would say excuse, oh, excuse me, me over something you thought was coming that didn't come? I was... I was saying, excuse me, for the feeling of it coming and me trying to stop it. Oh, excuse me. If you don't please a woman before she's pleased, do you say, excuse me? What? Oh, excuse me. Just saying, that's the equivalent here. What kind of comparison is that? Oh, this shit, all things happen early. Oh, excuse, you say, excuse me. me. You can always fake it. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. I'm so, I'm so sorry I did that. I really didn't mean to. I mean, it was a weird day today, man. I was a mess. I did a million different things. I'm eating a wrap in the morning. I'm playing pickleball. I'm running here. I've eaten in hours. Oh, yeah. I'm still emotional I'm... from the Durant return. I'm like, what do you want from me? I'm eating a wrap in the morning. Now at 4.30, that leads to a burp. I haven't eaten in, like, literally I haven't eaten in seven hours. All right. Does that sometimes lead to a burp, Tiki, no, if you I haven't eaten burp in a while? After, after you eat right. or if you have a carbonated drink. You ever hear oh, about a, a cab, calories after burp? You're not supposed to keep eating past burps. Burps happen because you're full. Yeah, but I'm not even kidding you. Like, I have a bottle of water in front of me. All I've done is drink water for, like, the last six hours. Evan, oh, excuse Evan, me. <laughs> there's a crazy trend called intermittent fasting. We don't have a bunch of burpers out there because they haven't eaten for 10 hours. All right, I'm You're just a pig. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick call. He's got his Cinco, and then we got to get into, like, real sports, like the Giants being, you know, in a lot of trouble. Um, Nick is in the Bronx. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's, what's up? up? And before I get to my point, I just wanted to say you guys are great together. Tiki, when you were on the show in the, after, in, in the afternoon, I just couldn't gel with the way you guys were talking. Now you guys are awesome together. Thank you. But, Evan, yeah. this whole pickleball thing, yeah. I was hoping that you would win because when Pete Alonzo leaves, it's going to be your fault. When <laughs> you make a bet, you stick by your bet. 
Uh, and now, and you you guys are Tiki. You're a team, right? Yeah, of course. So if you guys are such a team, hold on, Nick. why doesn't Loogie? Hold on, Nick. I got to correct you real quick, and then you can get to the Loogie thing. Evan has to grow his hair until Pete gets signed. The beard was a double down that was his fault. So that part doesn't count? It does count. No, it should, no, it should it does count. count. It's, it's now in. tied, but the hair was the original. The beard bet was... You, if he did not sign within the week of him appearing at Madison Square Garden, right. you must grow your beard until uh, Tiki, I, and Lugie say so. So it right. would only—it's not a Welch until Pete signs. Right. Thank right. you. And so if Pete, if Pete signs, Evan gets a clean haircut. Thank you. Clean shave, everything. But the beard can go without Pete signing if the three of us agree. Okay. And the three—well, two of them not agree. You. Two of them, not me, but the two of them agreed to a fair pickleball game. Then I lost. It's over. I'm not cutting my beard, okay? You guys, you got what you wanted. You thought it was unfair. You thought it was going to be fixed. You thought I was going to just find an excuse to cut my beard. I ain't cutting it. It's here, and it ain't going anywhere. It's 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. All right. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's 74 years old. Billy Joel dropped a new single today. Really? Cool. Nice. Turn the lights back on. Nice. Available download for everywhere. Okay. Mm. And it got me thinking, because I think this is a point of contention in this area. Who are the greatest local musicians from this area? In oh, order, geez. five through one. You're right. going to start a war over this I'm one. telling you, right? What's wrong with you, man? Here we go. Here we go. Number five. Ashanti. Shanti. Shanti. Was there a better combo of smooth voice, beauty, and meshing with Ja Rule in the early 2000s than Ashanti, well, Long Island, born and raised? Yeah. What part of Long Island is she from? Uh, I forgot. Glen Cove, maybe? You're a Long Island guy. You should know this. I, all right. When you get in the Glens, they're all, you know, Stratomatic's Glen Head. I think Ashanti's Glen Cove. Okay. Right, there right. we go. Number four. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi's number four. Number four. You open MetLife Stadium, living on a prayer. I think we can all agree, a top five anthem of all time in music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm a big guy. Like, growing up, that was, like, my first CD. That's what I would listen yeah. to when I was driving for the first time. So I'm with JBJ. Number yeah. one for me. The, well, the problem is... He's with, a Giants fan. Well, that's where he get Doc points. Suddenly, he's a what? Patriot fan. He's in Kraft's box every day, and he's no, now... He's a, he's a Robert Kraft supporter because yeah. of some, probably, investment. Well, but he's a Giant fan. Well, he can't be... Wearing Patriot gear in a box. I'm sorry. Be a <laughs> kind of a sellout. Number three. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys is That's great. My favorite. I yeah. love Alicia. By the way, right, she I know she's my one, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's yeah. your one? My one. Do you know about what happened between me and Alicia Keys? No. Ooh. Oh, you don't know about this. No. I don't I don't want to get you jealous. <laughs> what? Uh, you played her in pickleball. It was the night of the it was a Maxim party at the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And I was doing a radio show at the time. Okay. And she came on the show, uh-huh. and I was very drunk. <laughs> and I got on my hands and knees and sang to her, Build Me Up Buttercup by the Foundations. <laughs> and she cried. And she married Swiss Bees, anyways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say anything happened, but she was very emotional and really enjoyed my performance and gave me a big hug. So. Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. She uh-huh. may be the best female vocalist of all time. Uh, I love her. No, nah, she's great. She's all right. Great. Love her. Here we go. Number two. All right, top five local musicians. Number two, it's Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. Bruce is number two. Uh oh. Uh-uh. A lot of hits. Oh, Here's the thing where Bruce gets docked a little bit. Oh boy. I do find it a little weird. And I look, I who like who you like. You know, Bruce plays four straight nights at MetLife Stadium. You don't need to go to all four. I think the fans actually make me dock Bruce points. Yeah, Bruce really? fans are obnoxious. He's right yeah. about that. They're yeah, because the they top. go to everyone. Yeah. yeah. They become 
Dave Brown. I mean, uh, uh, Dave Brown. No, <laughs> another, another, another overrated. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Well, Tiki's got bad scars and, today. And uh, and like in, I don't know. You just feel like you got to go to every one. It's just even enough. though they're the same. Exactly. It's enough. Yeah. And by the way. Did watching me and Evan play pickleball make you think of Dave Brown? Because that's a real bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's number, number one. That's number one, then. It's Billy Joel. The Piano Man, the Residency at the Garden, the Errors, the Go. Oh, hold on, hold on. I it's like Billy Joel. You left two legends out. You left Jay-Z out. Is Jay-Z not a musician? I Jay-Z was number six. I, 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 number six? Yeah. Number six. He can't he include everybody. He doesn't like rap. You don't well, like rap? For, Clearly. Hold on. <laughs> Go back and visit high school, Sean. Yeah, but you, Jay-Z's not in the top five. And, and then I, can I get to the biggest of bigs? Uh huh. Literally. Little, uh, little. Uh, old blue eyes. Mm. Frank Sinatra. Have you heard of him? Dude, I thought he was going to say he's notorious. Of course. Know. He goes to every oh, net game. My apologies. Notorious B.I.G. was seven for me. Uh, he, was, he was up there, too. I apologize. Like, I'm going to admit like something. And I just said Jay-Z. Close your ears. I thought Frank was from Vegas. What? You thought Frank Sinatra was from Vegas? I did. Are you, are you high right now? Go back now? to sleep. Because it was all a dream. I used to read up <laughs> magazines. magazines. Salt and pepper. Like, I would say, Notorious B.I.G., I would say Jay-Z, I would say Frank. We got to take three people off that list. And unfortunately, I think Bon Jovi, as much as I love him, is one of them. If we're being mm. fair about this, Ashanti's off the list. Ashanti's great. You also have Nas, Beastie Boys, right. Wu-Tang Clan. Okay, guys, again, it's a Wu-Tang. tough list to name. I'm just making sure you know all the all people right. you missed. You know what? You do Cinco tomorrow. Huh. No, I'm just huh. throwing the names out. That was just a bad Cinco. It was not a bad Cinco. <laughs> it was a bad Cinco idea because you can't be right. DMX. Yes, you can be right. DMX. The late, great DMX. Now, by the way, DMX is my favorite hip-hop artist. Thank you. Well, the, top five. This was a mess of a ranking. Yeah. Billy Joel is number one, undoubtedly. What are you kissing Billy Joel's ass for? Mm-hmm. I, I could care less about Billy Joel. He's number one? But he's that great. I think Billy's fantastic at number one. Yeah. You didn't include Frank Sinatra. Again, you didn't include Notorious B.I.G. Be what the hell's wrong I with thought you? Frank was from Vegas. The Rat Pack existed here? What makes you think Frank Sinatra's from Vegas? Because everything was here, him performing in Vegas. You think he's from Chicago, too? Because he did Chicago, <laughs> Chicago, didn't and even, it's a toddling time. I didn't even know that was a Sinatra song. All right, get out of <laughs> here. Right, see you later. Thank you, Sean. Sean Moore, I sing it at 5 every day at 5 o'clock. Are you concerned, Tiki? Slightly. Are you concerned that the New York Giants do not have a defensive coordinator? Slightly. I'm more concerned because of the reason that's now getting po- pushed out there, why the Giants don't have what a defensive What is the reason that's being pushed out there, Tiki? So they've interviewed a bunch of people for a defensive coordinator. I think the front runner is Ronaldo. Um, I forget the defensive back coach for the Baltimore Ravens. I was, I was reading it this morning. I'm forgetting his name now. He played, so I should Denard know. Wilson? Denard Wilson. Um, so he was the front runner. He was the front runner. Correct. So the reason that it became troubling was the excuses that were being put out. And I don't know if these are real, coming from agents or coming from the candidates themselves, but they're worried about Brian Dable being a lame duck coach. It's lame duck, last year of his contract, which he's not. But they're saying, essentially, that if he has a bad year, that they're going to get fired. Right. The staff will get fired. And so if you come to New York and say it's your first time as a D.C., this happened to Jero Evero. I've talked about him multiple times. He was when the Detroit, uh, the uh, the Denver Broncos as Nate's defensive coordinator. They got fired after a year, so he got fired after a year. First time as a DC gets fired after one year. He then joins Frank Reich's staff, the Carolina Panthers. Again, gets fired after a year, and so even though it doesn't necessarily reflect on his acumen or his ability, he's been fired twice in two years. 
And so if you're a first-time D.C. and you get fired after the first year, it just it doesn't look good no on your resume. Yeah. And so that's the thing that worries me more than he can't find a D.C., a good one. I think it's more about the reasons why defensive well, coordinators aren't, aren't, aren't willing to come here because they think that he's only got one year left. Oh, no, 100%. I, I think the concern is, and you have to bring this up, even though I know you guys don't want to and you guys want to minimize it, but a couple of weeks ago, when Brian Dable and Wink Martindale were having that contest through the media where they were leaking stories mm-hmm. out, there was an unnamed employee of the Giants who told a prospective coordinating candidate, don't, don't come here. Right. And I brought that up as, hey, this would worry me. Like, whether Brian Dable's yelling too much or not, what would scare me is if I'm not going to be able to attract good candidates because you got people in the building saying, this isn't a good place to work. Now, every opinion is different on if this is a good place to work or not. But we have to follow the facts. And where we are right now is that Brian Dable is looking for a new defensive coordinator. And I'm still skeptical about the OC with Mike Kafka. Now, he didn't get a head coaching Mm -hmm. job. But over the next few days, there are going to be jobs filled out. And it would not surprise me if Mike Kafka ends up taking a lateral job elsewhere. And then he'll be looking for an offensive coordinator, which I know is going to feel more minor because Dable's going to call the plays anyway. So I get that. But you need to bring in somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. And I admit a lot of these candidates are going to be getting their D.C. job for the first time. None of us know. But if there is a hesitation for two reasons, one, you got people in the building saying don't come here, and then, B, there's an idea that this is a lame duck position, you're not attracting the best. And if you're not attracting the best, the giant defense, which I really believe overachieved the last two years despite what the numbers say, I think Wink got the most out out of this group then are you going to be able to find someone that gets the most out of this group? And if your defense isn't good and you're not winning games, this whole thing may end in failure. Yeah. No, and and I think the challenge that every coach finds is building the right staff. Like, sometimes it just works kind of organically. Like, you look at what D'Amico Ryans did down in, in Houston. It just happened naturally and organically because Bobby Slowick was ready to leave the quarterback coach position that he had been in for a couple of years in San Francisco and get his shot as a DC. So he goes with the he goes with D'Amico and uh, to Houston. It's a perfect situation because they're drafting a quarterback. They get the best one in this year's draft and CJ Stroud, and it it lifts his name. You know what I mean? So sometimes it just it just works. But when it gets to the point where you have to replace somebody and it's not organic, it doesn't happen organically like that. It's all about the relationship. And you only have so many of them, mm. or there's only so many availabilities that you can you can lean on. And so right now, the Giants, I, I don't want to say it's dire because it's still so early, and they, they could ju- they could just find somebody, but it's it doesn't feel as as straightforward and simple as I thought it was going to be. Maybe they when can wink left. Maybe they can make up with wink. Maybe Dable no. and wink. No chance. I'm just kidding. No chance. I do have a pretty out-of-the-box idea for defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, but before that, this is very important we speak to this person because this person was so honorable with the, what they did for us when they officiated this pickleball game. Mm. The actual official from our pickleball game, oh, who I feel awful about because I yelled at her a lot and I she didn't deserve <laughs> that, and that's, of course, Lisa from Randall's Island. Lisa, first of all, let me just say thank you. And again, I'm sorry for being a jackass. No, 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 no. It's okay. I just wanted to, for, on the books, make it known that my call was good. Oh, that's yes. good. All right, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think we should have a rematch and we should have Tiki. I'll take Sean, Evan, and Tiki against me and Sean. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> 
Washington. Even Port Washington, Sport Time. Even better for me. Sport Time, Port Washington. Sean loves it because it's closed for him. I think I'm in. I'll find a way to be out there. Sean and you, Lisa, versus me and Evan. (laughs) Why why not? Oh, that's on. That means, by the way, she, deal. she watched me and Evan play. She knows who she's picking on the strong <laughs> Well, she don't know what she's going up against against Listen, me. He didn't want to wear shoes, so he better wear I don't even know what he's got to put on his <laughs> I have agreed. We will find a mutually agreed upon date. And yes. I want to thank you again, Lisa. You're a great sport, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. Awesome. Awesome. Right, let me put you on hold so we can get your information. I'm putting her on hold, Lugie, so you can get her information. Mm-hmm. We will do that. It'll be a mixed. Port washes inside or outside? I think that's inside. Okay. Yeah, you're for that? Yeah. Me and you as a team. <laughs> you know what that means. If we lose, you're going to hate me. I'm going to actually try to, like, hit Sean in the face. <laughs> <laughs> try to spike it down his gullet. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And by the way, nothing on the line. Just pride. We'll and film it again for the people. When it's 10-1, I'm stepping over the net and stepping on your throat, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And don't worry, this is not for my beard, okay? The beard is safe. It's going to be here. This will just be a good, fun pickleball game. So I look forward to that. Uh, Let's go to PJ and old Beth Page. What's up, PJ? Hey, Evan, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? Well, I mean, obviously you didn't know this, but I was growing my beard with you in solidarity. What? For Pete Alonzo. I appreciate that, PJ. So we're together. We're like brothers. Exactly. We're both Mets fans. I don't want to lose Pete. My beard is pretty long. I think it's actually longer than yours right now. If you did want, you, did you start it at wife, the same time? Pete? I'll, I'll have my wife take a picture and send it to you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you took it I'll at send the same. My receipt, PJ, you, know? you started at the same time. Yeah, same time. As soon as I heard Evan wanted to do it, I'm like, hey, I'm already kind of long. I'll do it. All right. By the that's, way, that's I respect dope, that. Man. And and PJ, thank you very much for doing it and definitely send me a picture. I think everyone else should do it too. I think if you're a real Met fan starting today, mm. grow it out. Let's do it in solidarity. For anyone out there who is a diehard Met fan who wants Pete Alonso to be extended, and I should have said this two months ago, so we were all lockstep, but PJ kind of inspired me here. I think we should all do it. I think two months ago, people didn't realize how committed you were. They thought it was fake? No. Kind of like the pickleball game? It's just easy to say something like, eh, I'll I'll grow my beard. But then to actually do it? I mean, it's been a long ass time. I know, and it's grotesque, if we're being honest. (laughs) Like, it's a very, very ugly beard. I kind of like it. I'm, I'm, I'm really... Interested to see, like, another month from now. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I, was, I, was gone, I was off for the last two days. I was down in New Orleans, uh, emceeing a conference for the United Way of Northern New Jersey, their ALICE program, which is amazing, and they're trying to change the federal poverty level because it doesn't work. It's antiquated. And I come back two days later. It looks longer. I know yeah. it's not, probably, yeah. but it feels like it, it grew. No, it feels <laughs> every day like it's growing. I'm with you on that. By the way... You know, just to, I, I do have an idea for Giants defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I remember I mentioned last week Bill Belichick that caused people to say, you're nuts. Why would Bill Belichick ever be a defensive coordinator? And I stand by what I said last Friday that he doesn't have a head coaching job. He's obviously not getting one. Dan Quinn just got mm-hmm. the last job available. So what can Bill do to kind of get himself back in the mix for next year? Like, I don't really think being on TV actually helps. I think Bill Belichick being a defensive coordinator would help him. He's not going to do that. I think he's going to stay on the sideline and just hope that, yeah. hey, maybe someone calls him a year from now. But there is a lot of noise about him going on TV. No, man, I think yeah. he'll do that. Yeah, I and, think you're But right. I don't know if that enhances his chance of being right. a head coach. But I got another guy who's also desperate and mm-hmm. good. And see, that's the key. A guy who's desperate but good. Like, you can't deny this guy's really good at coordinating. And what it would allow Brian Dable to do is say, you know what? Mm-hmm. You take care of the defense. 
I'm going to fix this offense with this young quarterback we're probably going to draft, and we'll be fine, and we'll meet in the middle. And you know who that person is, right, Tiki? No. That person who would be the perfect defensive coordinator say Robert for the Sala. New York Giants. <laughs> it's not Robert Sala. <laughs> Come on. But you're close. His name is Rex <laughs> Ryan. Oh, man. Why are you using this? Because you guys just hate him so much? No, we, I, don't, he, I don't hate Rex. He covered up trophies. He's like, get over it, dude. Uh, I'm in. You sign yeah. up on that? I, I would not be opposed. The only thing I... Thank you. He he hasn't coached in a minute. But but if he ever wants to be another head coach again, he probably would have to take a coordinator. Oh, no, was no, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He's not G- going back to be a head coach after no, no. sitting out for, what is it, five years? Four, what, four, four wasn't years? there rumors that he was going to take the Denver job? Like, wasn't that a legit thing as DC for Sean Payton? He at least interviewed. Yeah. Yeah, there was rumors that he was going to get back into the coaching world. So how about that? Didn't happen. But I wonder why it didn't happen. I don't, I don't know. know the answer. When was, was it the Rex? last time he coached? He's it last. Like it's been his last season in Buffalo was 2015. Oh, dude, so it's been. Oh no, he could. Did he start 16 as well? I think he got fired late in 16. So it's been what seven years? Yeah, eight years. It's a long time. It's a long time. Defenses have have changed. But but Tiki, would you hire Rex Ryan? I would consider it. You'd consider it. Sean, you'd hire Rex Ryan? I would. He has not coached in seven football seasons. Okay. Yeah. Lugie, would you hire Rex Ryan? I would not. Why? Because I think he'd be a distraction. Because I think uh, Rex would make it all about himself. I don't I don't. You don't think Wink did that, by the way? But he didn't do that. Yeah, right. But I, nobody's Rex as far as the way. His Rex, Rexness. But Rex wasn't necessarily that way when he was a D.C. in both. In, uh, not D.C., but when he was a defensive coach uh, in Baltimore. He wasn't that. Like, I didn't feel his. I don't know. His. Whatever personality, he did that as a head coach. That was his. It was, it was just as a head coach. Yeah, yeah, I never felt that as a as a as a assistant. But I'm I'm not comparing Rex to Belichick. But we talked about Belichick being a cloud over Dable. Rex would be a no, similar no, cloud. He's not a cloud. You don't think so? No, no, because okay. no. the history is not the same. Yeah, do you? Think no, I that, understand that, but it's think, another guy that had coaching experience. Yeah, but do you think? Let's all be honest about this. And I love Rex, and I will defend Rex with any Jet fan that besmirches him because yeah. a lot of them do. I don't mind you guys besmirching him. You're bitter and you're babies. But Jet fans who do it, it kind of bothers me. You guys hate him, right? He could be brilliant as defensive coordinator. But why, why did Giant fans hate him? Because he talked crap to the Giants yeah. and covered up the trophies and just like he yeah, trashed that's just a, that's a Also, we, Tiki, they're babies. No, 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 no. You got this red way wrong. We did hate him as head coach of the Jets. Then we beat them in 2011. We saw his Jet career flame out. Now we kind of pity him. I don't hate him anymore. I definitely hate him at time. Now I kind of look at Rex. He's a little tickly Rex. You couldn't get the job done. As a defensive coordinator, I respect what that man did as a DC. And I think right. many Giant fans but, would but, but bring his ass here. But that comes back to my point on why you're wrong, Luke, that he wouldn't be a distraction. Like, Bill, yes, I could see how that would be the case. Anytime that there's an issue, you're going to say just hire Bill. He's the greatest head coach of all time. Giant fans don't think Rex Ryan was a good head coach. And like Rex They argued not, with me yeah. about this all the time. So why would they want him to ever replace Brian Dable? They would never even say it. No Giant fan would suggest it. Were Giant fans suggesting, think about it, Wink Martindale replacing Brian Dable? They never did it. And Wink interviewed for the job. Like Even when Wink was doing a good job, no one suggested that. So I don't think he's a shadow at all. I, I really don't. I, I don't think in any way he is. No, I don't think he is as, as well. I think, I mean... I just don't know if he's kept current with everything that's, that's changed. Now, I know he's as an analyst, you, you can see it, you can talk about it, but as an analyst, I can see and talk about everything that's going on in, in offense in the NFL right now. But if you ask me to go coach it, mm. 
I'd be lost. Right? It's just it's a different it's a different animal. Yeah, it's so different than from what I did. You have a look on your face that I have now realized what it means, and that's the look of Evan's got a good idea. Yeah, and I don't want to fully embrace still, it quite yet. Still questioning. <laughs> now, if he's like professionally developing himself, right, going through talking to coaches, talking to whoever is evolving defense in the NFL, that'd be a different story. But I don't know that that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, he, he he has been a great. He was a great defensive coordinator. Of course, there's one more thing that would make me hire him now. I have to do a little research. The one thing I would not want is the dopey brother coming with him with the long hair, screaming like an idiot. Turns out the dopey brother. On Antonio Pierce's staff already. Going to work on the defense of the Raiders. How about that? Rob Ryan's still around. Yes. I do think that if Rex ever wanted to get another opportunity to be a head coach, and I honestly think he accomplished enough with the Jets where he would deserve a third shot, even what he did in Buffalo. Like, he wasn't an outright disaster there. No. It wasn't great, but he wasn't, you know, Adam Gase-like. Like, Adam Gase would never get a third shot. The only way you get a third shot is by coaching. Now, for him, being on TV and making a lot of money that way without the pressure, maybe that's more appealing. Mark's in Southern California. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys, how you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, Evan. Yes. I mean, Evan, hold on a second. First of all, Evan, yeah, let me get to you. Evan, keep the beard. Just keep it trim like Fat Joe or Big Poppy. Ah, that's that's do. dope, Mark. Am keep I allowed to do that, by the way, real quick with you guys? Like, am I allowed to trim the beard? No. I've, we said you could, like, outline it so it doesn't go, like, chest hair or whatever. Yeah. But right. that's, that's, Mark, that's what you're yeah. talking about, right? Like, just keep it neat. Yeah. Yeah. Sean? Sean. <laughs> I, Mark? I, I'm Mark? originally... Okay, Sean, I'm originally uh, an East Orange native. You can't forget a Deion Ward or a Whitney Houston. Word. You got. You can't do that. Word. Again, I, the dude, list is Cinco Mark, de Five. I just forgot about Cinco that. Cinco I just forgot about that, but you're right. That's a great call. Very disrespectful, Sean. Whitney, I think you Whitney should've... is queen. I love Whitney. Great national anthem, the whole thing. Good morning. No, forget the national anthem, dude. Yes, she, she, also, she also did that, but she was queen. Of course, guys. Again, this is what's so hard about the list. It's five. Mm. Top five. Whitney Ben and Alicia Keys? I'm gonna take it yeah, Alicia Keys. Y- yeah. I like a little well, we'll see th- if Tiki agrees to that because he loves I think Alicia you Keys. Went, I think you went popular. I look the you one did, you didn't go full career quality. The one to differ with is Ashanti, but you gotta realize my era. Went, I'm a high school graduate cool. in 05. like Ashanti was tickling me in high right. school. But, but you, you went Ashanti of- over Lady Gaga, who's also from around here. Same Lady era. Gaga. <laughs> Jeez, my God. This is a terrible idea for a list because you forget how many unbelievable artists are from New York or the uh, tri-state area. That's exactly why it's a good list. Dion Warwick is amazing, dude. I don't know who that is. Can we just... uh, Here's what you need to do. First of all, you should know. music anymore. Yeah, even (laughs) I know Dion Warwick. You make fun of me for not knowing stuff. I know basic (laughs) stuff. Like, come on now. What are we doing over there? What's her hit song? I don't know her hit song. Oh, so then you don't know? Because I just mountain. said I know basic stuff. I don't know. I don't know intricate stuff. So you know Dionne Warwick. You don't know a single song they did. Yeah, I know that. Um, I just watched the, a uh, documentary on her. So I should know. I, this. You know what? You <laughs> How do you forget Dionne Warwick and nobody can name a song? <laughs> Tiki, do you? What, what's Whitney Houston's? Step by step. That's not her hit song. <laughs> and so my point is, I know what Whitney Houston's number one song is. I can't remember it right now. 
You can't put people on the spot when do they're you, prepared like do that. Do you want to make during the next I don't com- listen to Whitney Houston on a daily basis. Oh, no. I will always love you. Yes, thank, yes, exactly. Do you want during the next commercial break for you to make a Cinco de Tico where of you what? make your top five artists from the local area? No, because I'm not from the local area. It wouldn't, it wouldn't resonate right. Yeah, but you still know oh, who's who. That smells like somebody doesn't want the smoke. He doesn't want the smoke. No, I, and by the way, he's right. Like, who the hell wants to do with the smoke? And you can't be right. There's by no way, right list. That is a New York giant with media training. How do I answer something without the heat? Speaking of media training, we'll get to more of your calls. Plus, Robert Saul said something yet where one of the things that came out in that story, I shouldn't say Robert Saul said it, <laughs> one of the things that came out in the athletic story is fascinating to get the answer of a guy who lived it. Robert Sala whined that the Giants get easier media attention than the Jets do. Well, I'm going to ask a guy who lived it if there's any truth to that. We'll get to your calls as well, 877-337-6666. I was reading this last night. It's very important, so I want to say it. It's more serious than uh, our normal hijinks, but Tony Snell, who had a long NBA career, is looking to find a job in the NBA by Friday. And if he signs with an NBA team by Friday and he's on an NBA roster for the rest of the season, he would then be eligible to get the Players Association Retiree Benefits Program, which you get when you're in your 10th year of service. And that's important for Tony Snell because he's trying to take care of his kids who are dealing with some medical issues. So what I think would be awesome is specifically for the Brooklyn Nets who like to find and kind of claim that this first-class organization because they made a, a video for Kevin Durant, and that's all cool. I think they should sign Tony Snell, and they should have him on the NBA roster for the rest of the year because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes the right thing to do is better than, you know, making a tribute video for a guy that ditched us and said we're not interested. So... I think you should read into it for anyone who wants to know more information about what Tony and his family is going through. But I thought it was fascinating, and I hope an NBA team does the right thing. I, I selfishly want my NBA team to do the right thing. It make me feel good as a fan because you'd be doing the right thing for a man and his family. So if it's not the Nets, let it be any other team in this sport. Uh, I think that'd be great. And he has until Friday to find that job in the NBA, and hopefully he does. Now, one thing that was said in that athletic article about the Jets was that Robert Sala, and I couldn't wait to ask you, Tiki, Mm -hmm. because you played in New York. You dealt with Bob Glauber (laughs) and all those reporters. Why am I picking on Bob? I have no I love Bob. (laughs) You dealt with all those annoying reporters. Paul Schwartz. Paul Schwartz. Ralph Acchiano. Kim Jones. Well, Kim's great. You said deal. Oh, yeah. Deal's not bad. That's true. You kind of have a relationship. Art Stapleton. Uh, He wasn't there. Oh, was he? Well, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't like Art because Art Stapleton was so happy Sean beat me in pickleball. <laughs> he described the moment as like seeing Lyrits beat the Braves in 96. Uh, and so I was a little offended by that. Is, I love that. It's a fair comp. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so Robert Sala in this athletic article behind closed doors would complain about the negative press reports the Jets would get. And, quote, he would often bring up how in his mind the Giants don't get as much negative coverage as the Jets Calling it unfair. Hmm. So, as a player, because you have two perspectives on this, but as a player, and the Jets had, like, good and bad moments while you were an active player, did you ever feel one team got treated better or worse than the other? So, it's not to me, it's not even about the team. It's about the interest level of the players and the people around the team. The characters in the story. Because, let's face it, sports is entertainment. It's not fixed like WWE. But it's entertainment. We're all characters. We're on a stage. And if you see it any way other than that, that is from a 
like a macro perspective, obviously you want to win championships, you want to have success, you want to have, you know, make money, you want to do all those things. But it's it's a, it's a it's a entertainment and we're characters. And the more interesting characters you have, the more people are going to talk about you. So, let's be real with the Giants. Their offensive line sucked. The defense had some good pieces, but Kayvon Thibodeau was probably the peak of them, right? Offensively, Daniel Jones was hurt. You had Terod Taylor, who is a journeyman at this point. Saquon Barkley is really great, but he was ineffective for some some parts of this season. What were you talking about with the New York Giants other than the fact that they were losing? But when you were talking about the New York Jets, you're talking about compelling and, let's be real, polarizing characters. Yeah. Including the two most important, the two important (laughs) positions, which are, uh, which were head coach and and um, and quarterback, right? And it didn't matter who was at quarterback, whether it was Aaron Rodgers, most polarizing player, and maybe in the last decade in the NFL, right? And then you have, and then you have Zach Wilson, and you have Robert Sala, mm. right? The the characters were just more interesting. So it's not necessarily that it was negative press; it was just more interest. Well, and when there's more interest. Sometimes that's positive. Well, and also, but if you're bad, as both teams were this year, that interest is going to be negative. Yeah, and the negative is going to be harsher when there are higher expectations. In fact, to Robert Saul, if you ever said this to me, here would be my response. Think back to your first year, Coach. Mm-hmm. How was the criticism you faced versus the criticism that Joe Judge faced? Right. It was... <laughs> it was- Completely flipped. Completely. Robert Why? Because Sala. the characters weren't compelling for the Jets. Well, and that and year had the same kind of hit piece we just saw. We had the whole takedown on the two-part takedown on what happened at the end with Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. Yeah. Right. Robert Sala that year got a honeymoon. Like, the Jets suck that year. Mm-hmm. But Robert Sala got through it scot-free because the expectations for the Jets were pretty damn low. Joe Judge, after a year-one honeymoon, so he faced the good and the bad, too, mm-hmm. got destroyed. Like, it started early, and it got bad by the end. So I think with the Jets and Giants, as like if I try to put my independent hat on, I don't think the Jets take more heat than the Giants. No, I think it depends on the team. It depends on the makeup of the team. It's not because this is not about success or failure. I think that's what Robert Sala is alluding to. Oh, the Giants were, were worse than us, right? They, they didn't have any more success than we did. But... They also didn't have the characters that the right. Jets had. Even the expectations, despite making the playoffs and winning around, like the Jets right. had higher expectations. I honestly think in this town, when you talk about the way the media treats teams, there really is, I can't believe I'm saying this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I want to give an honest answer. There's one team that gets treated unfairly. There is. There's one team that Yankees. I could understand saying, no, I don't think it's the Yankees. I think the Yankees and the Mets are very, very similar. I think based on how they perform, based on expectations, I think both kind of like are the Jets and the Giants. Now, there's one team that gets unfair treatment. The Nets still in the league? It's not the Nets. It's the Knicks. Hmm. The Knicks have gotten abused at times for things that maybe they deserve and sometimes they don't. And I think a part of that, I think it's twofold. My reasoning for why the Knicks are the only franchise, in my opinion, that could really say, hey, we're treated unfairly. And I think one was they were bad for a while, Mm -hmm. so you could argue they earned that. And number two, people don't like James Dolan. Yeah. And a lot of that, by the way, Dolan's fault, right? Right. But but I think – And I think that's contributed to both. And and the reason that it's changed, it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel like they're treated unfairly. Because they're winning. 
Well, well, yeah, but also James Dolan doesn't feel like he's the central character. In the he's story. no longer involved. You, you to don't that hear extent, about yeah. him. Yeah, you don't. You're not talking about him, right? And and I think you know bringing in a legit president as a basketball operations helped because it was no longer you knew to hit Rose as opposed to hitting Dolan, right? Right. You knew that this person was in charge, not Dolan, and so. Whenever there was a complaint, there was someone to complain about. Yeah. As opposed to, ah, it's just the owner's fault. And so in other in the other sports, the other teams, you kind of know that, right? You, you you get on Cashman. Yeah, you get on Hal every now and then because he doesn't want to spend money and he's talking about the the debt payments that he's had to the city and yada yada yada. He's not spending like his father used to. All that happy horse, you know, we used to talk about. Oh, right? Careful over there, baby. Right. I, I caught myself. But we know we know what we when we talk about Hal that it's just it's kind of like tertiary. It get, yeah. it's really hits cash. Yeah. Right when you talk about the Mets, it really hit the general manager when you were talking about. Uh, you know, the Giants, um, not necessarily the Jets. The Jets kind of feels the same. I think that teams get criticized when they deserve to be criticized. Yeah. And Robert Sala, and this is what he needs to be better at in his fourth year and maybe final year as head coach of the Jets, he can't be so damn sensitive. Mm. He can't be sensitive about what people like I say on the radio or what fans tweet about or what opinions are of you or the way things are being reported. Like, I don't have an agenda against Robert Sala. I'm a Jet fan. My criticisms come from fandom. Criticisms from fans come from that, come from frustration. Yeah. And so what Robert Sala needs to do in 2024 is stop checking social media <laughs> and stop reading the newspapers and maybe even stop listening to sports talk radio. Bad job by me. <laughs> well, he could text Joe. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I spoke to Robert Sala last it's night. Funny. It doesn't it's matter. It's what I said. So when, I, when Dave first had the job and I was over there for training camp with, with Tiki and Tierney, and he asked me to come speak to the team. One of the things I said was, you know, you guys know I work on WFAN now. Don't listen to anything we say. Mm. Don't don't even pay attention. Oh, to you're it. right because it means absolutely nothing to what you're trying to do, nothing. And if you get caught up in it, you're only hurting yourself. Did you feel when you were playing that the Giants were treated unfairly? No, I didn't pay attention. Now, did you ever pay attention to how the Jets were treated? You know, it's it's interesting. No, I didn't pay attention. Paul Schwartz told me, gave me a, a like a reason for why I shouldn't. And he was right. And he said, no matter what we talk about, for, most, for the most part, unless it's a, a systemic or systematic issue, is it's going to be a one-day story. Mm. Right? It, it'll, it'll be gone in a day, maybe two. And then you'll get to the next thing. Right. So why are you worried about it? Right. And I was like, you know what, Paul? You're right. That was good advice. It is great advice. And hopefully Robert Sala takes that advice. <laughs> Stop worrying about what everybody's saying about you and worrying about the way the Giants are being treated. Look, the Jets came with high expectations, and they're going to come with high expectations again. And with high expectations come great responsibility mm. or something of that nature. Sounds about right. With great something comes no, great. With great power comes great responsibility. Correct. Spider-Man. Is that from Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at me quoting Spider-Man. Do you even watch it? No. <laughs> Why would I watch a spider become a superhero? Sounds dumb. <laughs> watch wrestling. Yeah, well, that's cool. Instead, you watch, <laughs> that's cool. You watch non-special <laughs> humans become... And I like both wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank is in Brooklyn. What's up, Frank? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good. Um, you had your conversation about why there's no DC in the Giants, and then you had another conversation. And if you had just put the two of the together, yeah. it would have made total sense. Go ahead. So the DC you need to hire is Bill Belichick. I know. And I've the said reason that. Why? I agree with you. 
is if Dable succeeds, then Bill looks good and is up for HC role. Yep. If Dable gets fired, Bill is the first one in line to get the Giants job. Yeah. No, no. But by, by the way, Frank, I brought this up last week. I know it sounds crazy off the top, but we're thinking alike. And that is, it makes sense for Bill Belichick to take the defensive coordinator job of the New York Giants. I know you hear it and it's like, ooh, shock, ooh, crazy, ooh, that's so stupid to say. No, it's not. Bill Belichick needs to somehow rehab the image he has. He wasn't offered a head coaching job despite Mm -hmm. being arguably the greatest head coach of all time. So go remind the world how good you are as a defensive mind. Be the defensive coordinator of the Giants. Kick ass and dominate, which means the Giants win, Mm -hmm. which means Brian Dayball is doing great. And then next year, somebody hires you. I really don't see the issue with this. Until Daves is not doing great and the team is struggling and he's looking over his shoulder. Well, do great. What are you worried about? Go do great. Do great depends on the players. You don't want the best people around you? Of course. Is Braille Belichick the greatest defensive mind the sport's ever seen? No, but he's one of them. I mean, he's... <laughs> okay, if we're going to parse it, is he, you just said he's one of the great defensive minds of all time. Right, of course. Why wouldn't you want that guy running your defense? Like, why would you because not want Because he that? wants to be a head coach. He doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but he's not looking to backstab you. They have a long-term relationship. You know they're friends. Because they're, they're, they're loyal to each other, right? That, that dynamic is just... It, it just can't work. There's a we talked about this a week ago. It, it when when the when the when the boss becomes the employee, yeah, it just it just it's weird. So you're saying it's going to fail for Spike Eskin at WIP in Philly, where he used to be the boss, and now he's going to go back and be an employee? Wow! No, radio what, is, what an opinion radio, by Tiki. Radio, radio is very different. <laughs> oh. Radio is very <laughs> different. Oh, it's I different. See what, you're, see what you're trying to do? No, I'm just it, was, it popped into my mind. Spike, before he was the PD here, was the PD in Philadelphia. But and Spike has always been a, a podcaster. He's also done a podcast, so sure. He, he talks on air. I get that. But now he's going back to Philly. He's leaving us. You may have heard the news. Uh-huh. He's going back to Philly, but he's going to do afternoon drive, which means he's no longer the boss. He's working for somebody. So what you're saying is, whoever that boss is in Philly, I apologize. I'm not familiar with their work. Uh-huh. Basically, you're screwed. Um, by the way, yeah, what is that boss thinking? That is like hiring Belichick to be the DC. Is it the same thing? No, it's not. So well, he was a good comparison. He's not trying to be the PD in Philly anymore. Well, for now, what if in two years, you know, he gets tired of why hosting? would you go be the Philly in PD when you're the Philly in New York? Yeah, that's I, a good point. Like, why would you take a step down and go back to right, Philly? Like yeah, Zach Wheeler went to the Phillies. We know what the reason is. Spike's going to make more money being on here than he wants to be. Yeah, no, I don't blame him for that. Like, who the hell wants to work behind the scenes? I'm, I'm, I'm with him. It's a good I, move. Yeah. I just when you brought up the <laughs> Belichick you know, Dayball thing, right? Like, by the way, you guys don't work behind the scenes. I'm yes. not insulting you. you Excuse guys are, me? You guys are great on-air talent. Does this show I'm run itself? Sorry. No, but you guys are great on-air talent. No, but we also run stuff behind the scenes. In fact, I could do both. I could All speak right. to it. You're right. The grunt work sucks. No, so you're I right. I do behind-the-scenes stuff, too. But you I'm know on one air, of the greatest so songs ever? Was yes. it No Business Like Show Business? No, no the, Business that Dion Like Show no. Business. The butcher, the baker, the grocer, the clerk are secretly unhappy men because the butcher... The baker, the, the grocer, uh-huh. the clerk get paid for what they do with no applause. It means Tommy oh. is broke. Pay him more. <laughs> I think you just insulted Loogie. I think that's what you what did, but I like it. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Listen to the song. Let's go to... Okay. Andy in New Haven. What's up, Andy? What's up, gentlemen? Well, I think there's... I was going to chime in on the Cinco, but I think it's worth noting, too, Bill Belichick would not only be going from head coach to D.C., but also general manager and head coach from 
to DC. Yeah. Which is kind of just like an interesting aspect of this. We've already accepted the fact he's no longer going to be a GM, but that's like, I almost think, I almost wonder if it's such a big jump that it's a little more logical than if he were just the head coach going to But DC. my point but is, you're, want, you're right, Andy, by the way. You're right about what kind of demotion that is. Here's my simple point about Bill, and I know he's not going to do it. I acknowledge that. I think his ego's too big. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it's he, a good idea, by the way. I, thank you. I think his best chance to be a head coach next year is by doing that. I don't think going on TV yeah. is going to enhance his chances of being a head coach next year. That's my point. I just don't know if he has an option. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. An option of what? What do you mean by that? To, to being to coaching. You don't think a team would offer him a DC job, or you mean? I don't know. Really? I honestly don't. I honestly don't know, because if you're if you're hiring Bill Belichick, whoever that coach is, as great as he is, is looking over his shoulder. Well, okay. I want to throw a hypothetical at you because Bill Belichick and Brian Dable work together, as we know. Of course. If Bill Belichick called up Brian Dable today and said, Coach, I have to ask you something. And Coach mm-hmm. is like, of course. Like, Bill's on the phone. I love Bill. Great. What's up? And he says, I know this may sound crazy. I think I'd love to be your DC. <laughs> like, I think I'd love to help. I think I was listening to Evan Roberts with Tiki, and he made a really good point that his best chance, my best chance of being a head coach again, is to just kick ass as a defensive coordinator. Right. Do you think that Bill Belichick is going to, like, bring himself down, humil- like, humble himself down to that? I don't, but let's say he did. And let's say he made that call to Brian Dable. Are you telling me Brian Dable should say no thank you? No, of course not. Well, that's my point. But, but that's the only way it would happen. Like, you can't go hire. And, and again, I don't think Brian Dable is reaching out th- that way. So it would have to be the Bill Belichick reaching out. Mm-hmm. And so it creates the opportunity for Bill. Bill creates the opportunity for Bill. Not Dave saying, hey, Bill, I think it'd be great if you come be my DC. So it would have to be Bill saying, I'm willing to do this. Yes. Yes. Because otherwise, Bill might be insulted. There's no <laughs> way for me to ever be proven right by this. And I acknowledge that. Uh-huh. I think Bill's going to go to TV. And I don't think Bill's ever going to coach again. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And and that's my point that I don't think well, going to TV is going to help his chances well, of coaching again. It, it depends because we saw Bruce Arians do this, like Bruce Arians, but he voluntarily retired. Voluntarily retired, went to TV, went to CBS. Right. He was his was different. He's he wasn't on the desk, even though he did do some desk work. He was calling games, and he was traveling, and right. grind, it's a grind, right? What I do in the in the fall, it's a grind. It's it's fun. What what. Tom Brady's about to do is a grind. What Tony Romo does, it's a grind. And so it, Bruce Aarons is like, forget this. If I'm going to work this hard, I might as well coach. So, <laughs> it's so, a good point. I'm serious. And so he went back to coaching. And so I, I don't know if Bill Belichick, who goes and takes a studio job, which is less of a grind, he's going to say, this is great. I love this. I can be around the game, but I don't have to grind as much. But the question is, what's his end game? Does he want to be the all-time winningest coach in NFL history? If he wants that and he wants to coach again, what are you going to do about it? that close, don't you? Yeah, well, that's my point. Yeah, so what are you going to do about it? I mean, it? I said this last week. and some, I mean, hell, I got, I got told this at points. There's no there's no room at the end. Right? When you're at the end, no, there's no room for you. What do you mean? Like as an athlete? Yeah. No, this was more, this was more uh, on the media side. There's no room at the end. What yeah, does that mean? So when when you're out, like mm-hmm. when people think you're out, there's no room for you anymore. You're done. You're done. It's not mm-hmm. true because obviously I've had a long career since I was told that right by some moron. But <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> but but right. it, it's it's for Bill Belichick as a coach. Mm. It's getting close to the end. You know what I mean? Yes. And and the room yeah. is not. It's not big. It's not. It's not. There's not like. 
tons of room for him at the end. I know. So it's hard. It's very hard. That's why I think something crazy like taking a step back and being at DC actually helps him. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.